This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Welcome back, every wow! I am really loud. Good God! Welcome back, everybody, to the Break the Bell podcast. It has been two weeks and one day. Like, I mean, it has been. It has. It it, has. It's just been. We'll just say it's been. Yes. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It has been a while. It's just been. Yeah, it's just been. That's yeah, what we it can has say. been a while, but we didn't lose people. We got people in the comments already. Sharon is yeah. here. At Shannon, least late more often. Shannon. Oh, we're supposed to call her Shannon. Yes, it's been a while. It has been Shannon. Yeah. Maybe we should. But you're <laughs> Shannon. Uh, Grumpy Gnome is here, and Derek is here, and says we're only 192 hours late. <laughs> Glad to know you're counting, Derek. That is, that's a lot more math than I can do. <laughs> this late on a yeah, Tuesday. I, yeah, I, I don't it's know. Tuesday. <laughs> I, yeah, it's Tuesday because we skipped Monday. Yes, remember? that's right. Yes, because okay. it felt like a Monday. Yeah, um, I had like three weddings and two weekends, so yeah. um, I was just like, last week I was like, I've got, and we had the concert. We had the yeah. Yeah, the, the Dropkick Murphys, Celtic punk, yeah, testosterone fest. Yes, I, I did find find out like like I w- I've been wondering for a while where all the. Where all the testosterone of the yes. world, of the men of the world, went. It turns out it's at a Dropkick Murphys concert yes. because there was there was so much of it. Yes. But um, so we had the concert. I had a bunch of weddings. My and daughter's last, birthday. Last week I was like, it's just a crazy week. We're gonna skip. Yeah. And then yesterday, after doing two back-to-back weddings, I was like, my brain can't handle it. <laughs> Can we go Tuesday? And you're like, ah, sure, I guess. And then you called me a bitch, and then uh, yeah. life went but on. That's no- normal. But we are here. Um, let's see. Grumpy says, Grumpy Gnome says he just happened to be on YouTube and this popped up. Well, that's, awesome. that's great timing. See, that's yes. why we were on Tuesday, just to catch Grumpy exactly. Gnome on, um, on YouTube. And then Shannon says, such an autist. I'm not sure who she's referring to, but that's all right. We're all autists here to some degree. Yes. Um, we, I mean, <laughs> we gotta spectrum, be. spectrum, right? We gotta be. We gotta be <laughs> autists because we don't support these wars that we're about to (laughs) find ourselves in so how have you been bill i've been good i've been good been busy but you know it's all good good stuff well (laughs) i mean i just spent 20 minutes talking about my my last couple weeks and you're like i've been good but we've been doing things yeah yeah that's it (laughs) so did you hear that um world war three is finally about to kick off i i think everybody's hashtagging world war three right now i mean 
How many times a year does World War III get hashtagged, though? Yeah. Do you think this is, before we get into it, I guess, I always got to preface you, like a, a prefacing question for you before yeah. we like discuss. Do you think this is this is the big one? No, no, no. You still don't. No, you still don't. Not no. buying it. Yeah. I mean, Israel. I mean, if anybody's gonna drag us, this is gonna get us kicked off YouTube. If anybody's gonna drag us into World War Three, it's gonna be fucking Israel. It's going right. to be. Yeah. Because, first of all, because you can't say anything. Yeah. Like you can't oppose what right. they're doing. They could literally wipe an entire civilization off the map. But we can't we can't say that's wrong because right. that would be anti-Semitic, or um, that would be going against their right to exist as the yeah. nation of Israel or Jewish people. So, um, based on how much you can't like oppose what they are doing, right. I would say if anybody is if any of the wars that kick off are going to start World War Three. It's going to be something to do well, with Israel. And, of course, it would be Joe Biden. Oh, obviously, right? Joe, I mean, Joe Balsack, chin yeah. Biden. <laughs> Have you seen his chin recently? You, you showed it me Jesus a picture, Christ. and I'm like, what? the hell did he do what is going, is going on with like the, i'm gonna have to find that chin a barney rubble thing going on i i don't know like his every time i see him his face gets it's, it's worse. different it's like di he's got like higher cheekbones and uh, like well a, it's like all puffed up like his cheeks were puffed up in that yeah. uh the the warmonger video that you sent me this week and he has like a weird like mouth lisp thing i yeah. i think he's had some really bad oh, recent yeah, work a little done bit, little bit. <laughs> like really bad recent work not like not like the kind that makes people look better, but right. um, like a Michael Jackson yeah. type doctor yes. work done. A Meg Ryan type. So uh, maybe during the the intro video, I'll find <laughs> the ball sack chin. But man, I I like I've never seen that. I, I know it was so so like pronounced. Like, like maybe like his little... maybe his cheek injections fell down to his chin, <laughs> like they let loose. I I, I, I think don't know. yeah, I, you know he's old, so things sag. <laughs> I, I didn't know chins did that though. I I knew like down here the double yeah. chin did that. Yeah. Maybe he had it done and so that just like pushed it up. <laughs> he, put, and... <laughs> he got a chin lift, like a neck lift. Yeah, <laughs> I don't he's know. He's like, well, I kind of like it. It makes me look a little bit more. Uh, in... <laughs> How does uh, <laughs> Derek Ambrose says Balchinian. Yes. <laughs> how does it how does it make you feel knowing that the person the leader of us that could potentially be bringing us into World War 3 is Joe Balsack Chin Biden? It, I mean, it had to be. I mean, to be honest, it really had to be. But how does that make you feel knowing that he's going to lead us into World War III? It, it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> he's not a Roosevelt type. No, He's no. not even a George Bush type. No, and that no. that's bad. Yeah, right, right. He's Joe fucking Biden. He's not even a, a, a Jimmy Carter type. Right. <laughs> which is, that says a lot. I mean, it, it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But then uh, on the other hand, I'm just like, just watch it burn. Yeah, Because right. that's all it's going to do. And that's all you can do. Yeah. So this week in the news, not only do we have the uh, um, Israel-Palestine conflict, we also have Ukraine is still a thing, apparently. Joe yeah. Biden thinks that they need a lot, uh, like a fuck ton of money. Right, still. And then forever. obviously there's China and Taiwan going on, which is weird. Yeah. Because nobody's saying China and Taiwan, though. Not even in, like, like there's this $100 billion spending War mm. warmonger package Biden's proposing, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna give like for like some a, f a few billions to uh, Israel, and then a fuck ton of billions to Ukraine, and then 
It's like that doesn't add up to 100 billion. And some people are like, well, he's also talking on the sides about sending money yeah. to Taiwan and the border of Mexico. Right. Yeah. And right. so, but it's interesting because if I Google Taiwan, like Google News in Taiwan has only three pages that you can read. Huh. And then even DuckDuckGo, which is supposed to be like the uncensored right. version of Google, one page of news on Taiwan. Hmm. Is there really that little going on in Taiwan Delphi. right now? Or did somebody just go like scrub all the news? Are, yeah. It makes me wonder what the fuck they're hiding about Taiwan right. while we're looking at Israel. Oh, and of course. Kind of forgetting about the, the billions of dollars that yeah. we're still sending Ukraine. Yeah. Um, it's like, what the hell is going and on? And I, I read today in a, a little excerpt that popped up is that uh, apparently we, we got kicked out of another African country. Which one? I think it was Uganda. What did we do? Uh, well, we were trying to. We had our CIA there. I guess we were trying to get a coup going on, and no. apparently it didn't fly. And was we, it the actual CIA or was it the NED? Like well, they, the, they said CIA, so maybe the NED is too busy. You know, in Ukraine else. or yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe is the NED and does Israel allow? I can't imagine Israel allows the NED. There. I can't imagine they no, wouldn't need they, them. No, they got their own yeah. freaking their own shit. They, they to probably do. run the NED. <laughs> So that's what we're, we're we're going to kind of just discuss what's going on throughout this last couple of weeks that we've kind of had off. We did a a show. I forgot to post it on the podcast platform. I was wondering. Though. I was looking. I was like, "You listen to those? I didn't even know you listened." <laughs> no, I I forgot to post the audio version of it until like today. I was like, "Oh yeah, that that thing." Because remember, I was like, "I don't feel like doing it yeah. tonight," and then. I apparently didn't feel like doing it for two weeks. So that will be released. We talked about like the initial Hamas attack on Israel and yes. Israel pushing back on Hamas and all the the initial emotions around it. Right. So we're kind of this kind of continuing that, but also discussing like the further um, implications yeah. of this. So and the possibilities of World War Three. What do you think? What do you think the percent chance is that it will World World War Three will kick off in twenty twenty? Three or twenty twenty four. I guess within the next six months. I, I'm it. gonna. I'll, I'll say twenty percent. Twenty. That's all. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'm thinking more like uh, maybe twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven, something like that. Yeah. You, you're just like it's got to be closer to twenty thirty. We yeah. can't be, right, because right. of twenty thirty exactly. agenda shit. So we can't we can't rush into it exactly. too fast because yeah. if it ends too early. Then uh, the twenty thirty thing just won't exactly. stick. Right now they're just trying to like tease you, you know, be like, "Hey, it's true. look over here." Uh, Derek says ADHD strikes again with the missed upload. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm finding out more and more lately the level of ADHD I have. Especially like it's like I'll be doing a project at work. Like I'm like I gotta get this done now, and somebody will mention something, and I'll be like I gotta get this done now too. Yeah. And then somebody, <laughs> then the phone will ring, and I'll pick up the phone, and it's like okay, I gotta get this done, and then I don't yeah. do most of it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Grumpy Gnome says he's calling August 2024. We'll kick off World War Three. Oh, so we, can, let's start a pool. Yeah. Okay. Should we're gonna start a pool online. Right. Um, for the month and year. Yes. So World so we will III. start. It, I mean, you guys can start start your comments now and let us know what you think. I think. I don't know because it's look like they're pushing it so hard right now. Yeah. That, I don't know. I could see it kicking off earlier. Yeah. I put the odds higher than twenty percent, like you say, yeah. but I also could see this as being. 
just a lot of fluff talk, like yeah. the whole Russia-Ukraine. I, that was the last time we talked about World War Three. was when right. Russia-Ukraine yes. kicked off, and we had a map and all yeah. that fun. It, it seems like we do like an annual thermonuclear war it's show. True. Yeah. It's true. It's our annual World War Three watch. Like, how close are we this time? <laughs> I, I don't see it. Are we closer on the doomsday clock? It... <laughs> Probably. We're so close to winter right now. That would yeah. be just a bad timing it to is. kick it Nobody off. Nobody wants to go to war I don't know. Because when, when is, like, Israel's not, it's more closer to, like, the equator. So they don't yeah. have they don't That's have true. harsh winters, do they? No. But then you're talking, like, Russia and China and shit, yeah. and they got harsh winters. That's true. So, but I, then again, if you push it further till next year, we got elections coming up. Is it going to happen before right. elections? Well, I, I think so he can be a war president, or will it yeah. come after elections? I, I mean, yeah, I could see him wanting to be a war. I mean, unless he really thinks he's going to get reelected. And, and maybe th- that's the thing. He's like, well, we're going to go to war, and if you want to win, I guess you'll vote for me. That's true. <laughs> um, we're going to keep talking. We're like, we're way past our yeah, pre-show time. <laughs> let's Let's keep this thing going. But first... Let's get right into this intro. Check us out all over social media, especially once we drop that poll, because, I mean, we got a bragging rights. Absolutely. Bragging rights for the ultimate demise of the world, as we know it, for you calling it. Maybe we can make a T-shirt that World War III champion. (laughs) Yes. We'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? I don't know what the hell is going on. I need a new computer. So, World War Three watch. That's. Yes. I mean, we're there. Well, we're we're not there, but no, we're heading there. Yeah, we're we're on the watch. We're on the watch list. We're we're high watch. I think we're like tier three watch tier three, level. Okay. That's what I think. I mean, we've had the Eastern Europe front for yeah. a year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, we got the Middle East front now, which is hot zone, it's like hot zone. active hot zone, yeah. and pretty soon we'll have the Asian front. Yeah. So I mean, and, and, and there there is suspicions that something's going to kick off in South America. Really, you yes. don't hear much about South America. Yeah, yeah. Like internally or no, no. I I guess that uh, we we well, I you know Venezuela has some ends with Iran. You know, and um, everybody has ends with Iran. Yeah, well, but, but they are actually like doing military drills together and stuff. And so America, I guess, is concerned that 
some there might be some some issues with South America. Did they ever stop and think that maybe they're doing that in this hemisphere because we do it all the time in that hemisphere? And they're like, nobody thinks about that. Let's see how you guys like it. Yeah. It's like, what what would happen if? Uh, could you imagine if there was drills in, uh, I don't know, Mexico? Yeah. Like, what would you, uh, what well, do they do over there when we're drilling all the time? All right. the fucking time, everywhere. Yeah, one of my favorite lines from his speech was, well, the UN has kept peace in Europe for 75 years. I'm like, has it though? Where? Yeah, exactly. Where has there been peace for 75 years? Yeah, yeah. Or not, not the UN, NATO. NATO oh, has kept peace in for Europe, 75 maybe years. Maybe in Europe, I yeah, guess. Maybe like Europe proper. Like, but not, yeah, like, like the Eastern EU. Europe. Yeah, look. <laughs> How much peace has been in Eastern Europe since World War II ended? Yeah. Like, it's pretty much been in a constant... Well, there was that brief period after the fall of the USSR yeah. until maybe the year 2000. Right. When, yeah, on Y2K, that. when... Putin was like, you know what? I'm taking over this shit. <laughs> and everybody's like, uh, this ain't good. This ain't good at all. So do you think it's mere coincidence that all these places are just kind of erupting at the same time, though? No, no, like, I is don't. There, is I don't. it that so unrestful in the world right now? I, I think it's been building for a while. But for them all to just, like, violently erupt. Yeah. This year, I guess, or in the last year and a half. Yeah, well, I, I, I just think people got restless after COVID, and and they just wanted to start a war. They, They've yeah, been stuck like, inside. You know, I just, it's like when we came out of the concert. I'm like, if right. you ever felt like wanting to just punch somebody right now, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, every, you, I mean, you get cooped up in your house for a good year and yeah. a half. I mean, who wouldn't want to start a fucking right. war? I yeah. mean, I wanted to start a war, right? So yes. I, I can't imagine how like. The Russians and Ukrainians feel, or the Palestinians. Right. I mean, were the Palestinians shut in their house? I don't, I don't know no, how that works. Not. I don't know. So, I guess starting out, let's let's look at the Israel front because it's it's the big it's the big one right it's now. It's the big one. Yeah, it's it's the the uh, what it, what do they call it? The current thing. Yes. Remember we talked about yes. the current. It, thing? It's been so fun watching. Like celebrities try to tightrope that wo- that it woke is line. So weird. <laughs> it is. It's like well, it is so freaking. Gaza deserves weird. to, or the Palestinians deserve da 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 da, but Israel deserves to. But <laughs> all our bosses are Jewish, so what <laughs> yeah, do we do? Exactly. Yeah. I know. It is just freaking weird watching the left just completely imp- like yeah. implode on itself. Yeah. But then there's like the middle left. That's like, fucking war. Yeah, right. And then the right is like, oh, Israel's our friend. We must support them because of Jesus, you know, right, right. all that that yeah. stuff. So <laughs> it, it's just comical. Like, this is the most comical because people just don't know yeah, how to, to respond. Because you have, like, middle left like talking shit about the far left for being anti-Semitic. Yeah. And yeah. then you have like Black Lives Matter people coming out in support of Donald Trump because um, it, it's just yeah weird right now. It's so hilarious. Yeah. I, I watched a reporter ask KJP like, so with all the uh, prote- pro-Palestinian protesting colleges, um, do you consider that anti-Semitic? And she's like, well... We don't approve of it, but, it, you know, free speech. So we're not going to stop them. And so, but it, they really should 
be careful with what they do. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like it's like Putin saying, um, "I wish you good health." Yeah, exactly. Uh, Derek says, "Do we have a speaker of the house yet?" Bill, not yet. There's still. They, you I were think, watching Fox News all day yesterday. I know so the place I was working at, and and no, I was sure. talking to this guy at your house. At, no, <laughs> my job site. And I was talking to this guy, very interesting guy, and I, it, it turns out he's a Q guy. I, I didn't know it. I didn't know it until he started mentioning some buzzwords that I, read. I was like, wait a minute. That sounds and fun. I looked it up, and I'm like. Oh, he's a Q guy. But yes, yeah, so yes, Fox News, uh, no, no speaker. We're on our fourth nominee now. What happened to Jordan? What was it? G- yeah, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. No, nobody- he was like the the front runner. Apparently not I haven't enough. paid. I've literally not paid any <laughs> it, attention I, to that shit. I've tried not to. <laughs> yeah, Scalise, they didn't like him. I think he has health issues, so he got denied. Jordan came in. He He tried like three or four times, and they just couldn't do it. So, Derek, Derek, <laughs> it, it's the same thing, Shannon. The View, Fox News, I, I mean, consider it's all it the same. same. Yes, it's all the same. You know, they need to put Whoopi on Fox. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, stop playing with your freaking microphone. Um, Derek said, "Do we have a speaker of the house? Can't formally declare war without a speaker." That's the problem. News flash for you, Derek. We don't need to formally declare war. Right. We we haven't. We we don't. We didn't, that's when was just, the last time we declared formal war? Anyway, World War Two. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Is <laughs> no, the I last believe, time? Yeah, I know, and I know. we have been at like perpetual war yeah. since World War Two. Yeah. But we have there. There are conflicts, and what was the? What did they call Vietnam? No, police action. Police action. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what it was. So this is just going to be the Iranian. This is just going to be the World War police action. That's what yeah. it's going to be. Um, Shannon. Shannon says 1948. So, yeah, uh, World War II. Um, Grumpy Gnome says Massey said he voted for Jim Jordan again. I don't know. It, it, he just doesn't have the support. It, yeah. It, how, what's his stance on Ukraine and Israel? I don't think he's he, I don't think he's supportive, but I think he's still he's wishy-washy, kind of like the last guy. Oh. And well, so, the last guy the last guy shot himself in the foot. He did. By he overpromising. Did. And under, under. Yeah. Well, and then that guy comes delivery. out. I can't remember his name. Who was the last speaker? I don't know. It's been so long <laughs> know, ago. Right? Two well, weeks. Well, then he comes out and he's like, well, not to scare anybody, but there's probably sleeper cells in the United States getting ready to attack. <laughs> I, I I wanted, I forgot to look up this. It, like, I've heard several people say, yes. oh, did you hear that there's, there's possibly Hamas sleeper cells in the United States? I'm like, we're, we're there again. It's yeah. come back full yeah. circle. That now it's not, once again, it's no longer the white sleeper cells, it's the brown sleeper cells again. Yeah. Like it's come, like we're back in 2002, 2001, all over again. All of a sudden, people hate the brown people all over again. And um, they're going to leave us white people alone for a little while. For a little bit. Or are they going to branch, lump us in with them and say that the um, domestic white. (laughs) Bearded terrorists are joining forces with the brown bearded terrorists. <laughs> well, they were terrorists. trying to because before this whole Israel thing, they were trying to say how Trump supporters were th- being watched by the FBI. They were being considered like extremists. Yeah, but were they joining forces with. <laughs> no, but we probably are now. <laughs> Obviously. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. white nationalists, <laughs> white nationalists join forces with. Yes. <laughs> terrorists with ISIS. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Common goal. You know it's maybe <laughs> white nationalists. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. 
I want to I I want to put it past no, but the media. we we have come full circle. At it's this true. Point. It is true. Yeah. Like sitting down with some ultra Republican people that I am connected with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just it just radiates a post nine eleven all over again. Like as soon as the Israel, well, did you hear that that one Muslim, <laughs> a one Muslim uh, representative that was say was in support of these. Pro terrorist, pro terrorist um, protests. Yeah, they're they're actually calling a pro terrorist protest. Like these people are out yeah. in support of the terrorists, not not the possible potentially yeah. millions of civilians that are going to die in this. Oh, yeah. that, that but but they're in support of terrorism because there's no middle ground. Right? No, there's not. They're, you're either a terrorist or. You're not. Or, or you're white. <laughs> Which is also a terrorist. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing is just a clusterfuck. It's it crazy. So um, this whole thing is going on. What was it, like 1,700 Israelis that were killed during the initial? Uh, yeah, I had heard like 1,300, 1,400. Yeah, so but there's, still, there's still a lot missing. Uh, yeah, that from the initial uh, yeah. Gaza to Israel strike, the right. Hamas strike on Israel. Yeah. Over 5,000 Palestinians have been killed. Right. Yes. And Israel's not stopping. Yeah. And they've come out and said uh, they will not allow any oil or or most supplies to get through. Now, yeah. They, Biden says he's trying to talk them uh, into letting them deliver stuff. But yeah, it's I mean, they're like, we're, we're not stopping till all of Hamas is gone. Yeah. At what cost, though? Right. Because that sounds a lot like George Bush and the War on Terror. Right. And what was the cost of the yeah. War on Terror? Millions. That was, yeah, not just not just Al-Qaeda, right. not just uh, Saddam Hussein, but um, the millions of like people displaced, yeah. killed, right, all the above. Yeah. So it, it's just like such loose definitions. And yeah. then you have... Some sides, like France is interesting right now, because remember France was like, we need to like not go into war with Ukraine right. and Russia. Yeah, they were like, kind we, of more cautious yeah, we, ones. Like, you guys need to chill the fuck out. And I'm like, what is it? This guy is the voice. This guy, Macron, is the voice yeah, of reason right, in right. this? Yeah. Well, in this situation, he's like, nah, we got to fuck up Gaza. <laughs> I fully support Israel's right to just decimate gaza well, and have you seen trudeau in canada no the, the anti-gun guy he's all like wipe them out <laughs> it's like y'all need guns that's the yeah, problem right i I'll, i got a bunch i'll send you <laughs> right i'll sell them to you <laughs> so uh apparently though the un is calling for a ceasefire the un like the head of the un oh okay and a lot of people are coming out and just pissed at this guy. He's like, how dare you? How dare you call it? Like, do you not support Israel's right to exist? <laughs> like, he's calling for a humanitarian ceasefire. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. And they're like, well, obviously you're anti-Semitic or some some shit like that. So uh, this says Israel... He's probably Jewish. <laughs> Israel has vowed to destroy Hamas, rejecting uh, calls, UN calls for a Gaza ceasefire. So I want to get into this one a little bit and just show you kind of where things are at. On a global stage here, because nothing's more global than the freaking UN, I guess. So this is from Las Vegas Review Journal. It says, Israel vowed again to destroy Hamas, rejecting calls from the UN chief 
The Palestinians in many countries at high-level U.N. meetings on Tuesday for a ceasefire and declaring that the war in Gaza is not only its war. Sorry, I thought it was silent. <laughs> so Israel vowed again to destroy Hamas, declaring the war in Gaza is not only Israel's war, but the war of the free world. Wow. Wow. They there it is again. Another yes. war of the free world. Yes. It's the mother did, of all wars. Didn't Ukraine kind of say that when, That's what I thought. when yes. Zelensky came here? He's yes. like, this isn't just my war. This is your your war, too. Yes. This is all, yeah. uh, this is it, all our if war. If you want to protect the free world. Uh, Shannon says, those with sons get a diagnosis so they have a better chance of not being drafted. You didn't raise, live, and keep your kids safe to just hand them over to the war industrial complex. I don't need a, diagno a diagnosis to keep my kids from getting drafted. I have bullets. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, they're just not going to. Yeah. My, well, my son's 13, so right. if they draft him, we're in a really bad spot. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll really, have a problem if they really draft. Really bad spot. <laughs> um, says uh, Israel Foreign Minister Eli Cohen also dismissed calls for proportionality. <laughs> So he's like, fuck, like, like I know they only killed, or not only, but killed 1,700 of us, and we've killed 5,000, and you're calling for this proportionality thing. He's like, fuck that. Yeah. He's like, we're going to kill them all. He says, in the country's response to Hamas surprise attack on Israel on October 7th, that killed 1,400 people. There you go. <coughs> Choking. Uh, <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> Uh, has since led to claims from Hamas uh, that more than 5,700 Palestinians have been killed in response. Tell me, what is re what is proportionate response for killing of babies, for rape of women, <coughs> and burning them, for beheading a child, Cohen said? How can you agree to a ceasefire with someone who swore to kill and destroy your own existence? He told the U.N. Security Council that the proportionate response to the massacre on October 7th is total destruction to the last of Hamas. The new Nazis, he stressed, it's not only Israel's right to destroy Hamas, it's our duty. These are big words. They are. They are. But what do you think of him calling them the new Nazis? I, I think, I mean, obviously he's trying to get people's responses. Well, obviously. I mean, you know, if you want to get people... Like riled up, you call someone a Nazi, Obviously. and everybody's like, "Oh fuck him," right? Yeah. But how many of those fifty-seven hundred that they killed were affiliated with Hamas? Well, exactly that. Right. It's like how many? Maybe like ten percent. Right. Maybe that. Maybe it's that. like how many innocent people have yeah. to be collateral damage right. in your quest to destroy all of Hamas? Yes. Because it's your duty and your right. And, and just like Iran, you know, doesn't think that Israel. Lights are like real people or whatever. Israel doesn't think that Palestinians, Palestinians are real people, no. and that's why they don't care about the collateral damage. But that's different because right, it's right. Israel yes, and it's course. their right to exist. Yes, so it's different in that that aspect. <coughs> Cohen called the October seventh attacks a wake up call for the entire free world against extremism. He urged the civilized world. Needs to. He urged the civilized world to stand united behind Israel to defeat Hamas. Sounds very George Bush-esque there. It does. If you're not with us, you're against us. Mm -hmm. He also warned that today is Israel, and tomorrow Hamas and the attackers will be at everybody's doorsteps, starting with the West. 
that's a nice little fear mongering there. Yeah, a little bit of fear porn going yeah. on from this guy to we get don't take our care money of them now. They're going to be knocking on your door, borrowing sugar. <laughs> Cohen also accused Qatar of financing Hamas and said the fate of more than 200 hostages taken okay. from it. I'm sorry, but Qatar has been brokering hostage releases, right? I mean, they've released several hostages because Qatar has been there talking to the, the Where's Hamas. Qatar? It's just, I think, I believe it's just south of Egypt, like kind of like the south east corner of Egypt. So now we're dragging Iran into this and also Qatar into yeah. this, so we can drag them all into this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because he goes on to say that the fate of more, hundred, more than 200 hostages taken from Israel is in the hands of Qatar. So basically, like, Qatar's kind of playing a role in this. Right, right, yeah. Like trying to benefit from this. Yeah. So, so yes, they are right. And Qatar didn't have to do that. Qatar could have just stayed out out of no, it. No, but if I mean, if they're making money out of it, then oh well. And I'm sure they're getting paid big time. Good on them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, but and same with Egypt. I believe Egypt tried to give them a warning, I mean, like, "Hey guys, something big's coming." Yeah, they did. We talked about yeah. that, and they're like, "Yeah, not really. <laughs> You're uh, Egypt. You don't know." <laughs> yeah, what do you know? <laughs> uh, Palestinian Foreign Minister Riyad Al Maliki demanded an end to the Israeli attacks. We are here today to stop the killing. Uh, the ongoing massacre is being deliberately and systematically and savagely perpetrated by Israel, the occupying power against the Palestinian civilized, uh, civilian people. Over two million Palestinians are on a survival mission every day, every night. Under international law, he said, it's our collective human duty to stop them. Al-Maliki warned that more attacks and killings and weapons and alliances won't make Israel safer. Only peace will. For those actively engaged to avoid an even greater humanitarian catastrophe and regional spillover, it must be clear that this can only be achieved by putting an immediate end to the Israeli war launched against the Palestinian people in the Gaza Strip. Stop the bloodshed. So, I mean, you got Israel may have some justification for doing some damage yes. in Gaza, or against Hamas at least. Yes. And then you have the Palestinian people who aren't Hamas, as you were saying, that are getting caught in the crossfire of this. Yes. And at what point should Israel just be like, okay, we proved our point. Yeah. Let's go about our business. Israel doesn't do that, that though. Like, no. every time— a few rockets, a, even no. a few rockets fire into Israel. They're just like, kill them all. Yeah. Well, and they're, I mean, they're even demand, demanding that the the Secretary General of the UN resign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so. he said he called for like yeah, a for, ceasefire yeah. and stuff. And they're like, dude, you don't know. You need to just sh hey, you, shut you up and step down, go back bro. to Portugal. Yeah. Uh, it says. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez opened the monthly meeting on the decades-old Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which has turned into a major event with ministers from the war's key parties and dozens of other countries flying to New York, warning that the situation in the Middle East is growing more dire by the hour. The U.N. chief said the risk of the Gaza war spreading through the region is increasing as society's splinter intentions threaten to boil over. He called for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire to deliver desperately needed food, water, medicine, and fuel. He also appealed to all to pull back from the brink before the violence claims even more lives and spreads even further. He stressed that the rules of war must be obeyed. Now, that's the part that Israel didn't like. Because yeah. he's saying, 
he's pretty much calling both sides out for yeah. uh, war crimes. And good for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he might disappear soon. <laughs> yeah, right. But he's he, that, he's calling them both out. He said the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the horrifying and unprecedented October 7th acts of terror. Um, it says, but Gutierrez also stressed that those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. He expressed deep concerns at the clear violation of international humanitarian law, calling Israel's constant bombardment of Gaza and the level of destruction and civilian ca- casualties alarming. Alarming. That, that's that's all it is. Oh, it's, it, it's a bit alarming. <laughs> that's putting it mildly. He said protecting civilians is paramount in any armed conflict. So, hmm. your thoughts on this, on what's happening? I mean, you know, I, he's trying to be a voice of reason. I mean, that's what the UN is supposed to do, right? Right. And, yeah, I mean, he's... he's of course, Israel can call anybody a Nazi, and everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. Sure. Right? Now, Guti- Gutierrez out of Portugal is is a Nazi. Right? Oh, yeah, he needs obviously. to step down because he's sympathetic to the Palestinian to Nazis, cause. Right. Yes. Um, another. So, so Israel has, has vowed to destroy all of Hamas, and yeah. like like I said, at what cost? Right. What like what lengths do they go to? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, again, I mean, obviously. They have no qualms about taking out anybody in, in Gaza. I think you even sent me something where they're saying, hey, anybody yeah, left in Gaza is considered a terrorist. That's was this one right here. says, Israel's considering civilians terrorist accomplices if they stay in northern Gaza. So what they're trying to do here, they're pretty much force evacuating them to southern Gaza, which is deeper into like the desert, right. into the des- yeah. desolate regions. Yeah. On top of that, they cut off water supply, fuel supply, medical supplies. medical supply, yeah. food supply, yeah. all the above. Yeah, that and, and how, how? What's the likelihood that Hamas is going to let those civilians leave? Well, that that's another thing. It's like, is Egypt going to let them cross into Egypt? Right, Probably I'll not. Is uh, Hamas even going to let their own sit like the yeah. Palestinians leave and just kind of give up the land? Probably not. If they're truly terrorists, like they're like the media is portraying them out as they're yeah. going to probably use them as human shields, which is what the media is telling yeah. us they're doing. Um, on top of that, like I said, cut off water supply. I saw a post from back in like June or July that was say talking about how there's such a lack of good water already in Gaza. This was like pre-war yeah. talking about how much disease and stuff is in the probably water intentional and they have to like pretty much import their water like good clean drinking water and food and shit like mm-hmm. that. Well, then Israel's like, "Yeah, we're just going to cut that off." Yeah. Because we vowed to destroy Hamas. Yeah. Now, there are what number? 2.3 million people, Palestinians in Gaza. 2.3 wow. million. Cut off the water, the food, the fuel, which is um as of the 15th I read that uh Hospitals had two days of fuel left for their generators hmm. to electrify their hospitals. Right. What happens when all that gets shut off? Yeah. The, the Hamas people just, like, get a little butt hurt? Right. Or 2.3 million people just start to fucking die? Yeah, right. At what point do we call, if that happens, I'm not saying it has happened, but if that happens and Israel's like, no, fuck that, we're going to keep our water. We're not going we're, we're to allow this. We're not going to allow humanitarian aid into there. 
2.3 million people just start to die. Yeah. At what point do we call the Israelis genocidal maniacs? Yeah. Like, at what point? Because you'll never I mean, hear how, it. You'll never how many times it. did they throw the word genocide at Putin? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this whole city was destroyed. This is genocide. They just yeah. want to wipe our people out. This is genocide. Well, that that should be considered genocide. That's good. But cutting off life-sustaining elements yeah. Yeah. like food and water and fuel and medical supplies, when they start to die, is that genocide or is it not because of Israel's right to exist? Right, right, absolutely. Like, yeah. I like, will we— Let's say 500,000 Palestinians die. Is that genocide? Uh, I mean, it's it's close. <laughs> uh, I would say it's that is it's a, a quarter a, of the Palestinians in the region. Yeah, right. And it's far more than Putin took out in that town that they said it was genocide. Right. Absolutely. Now, if 500,000 people die and we come out and say— Israel is uh, guilty of genocide. Do we get kicked off YouTube for that? Oh, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would. I would say that if I would say if um, if a hundred thousand Palestinians die, that's well on the way to genocide. I I would agree to that, and I think that allowing this by the U.S. not stepping in and doing anything, which Biden's supposedly trying to, right. by no, but like some of the allies not stepping up, being like, you can't fucking do that. We would all be get guilty of the same genocide. Absolutely. I, I mean, you'd. I would think so. Yeah. Not me personally. I'm no, not guilty no. of it. But. Well, not yet. So this one here talks about the cutoff of the food and water because this this is from PBS, which is it, it's weird. Like we're living in weird times because, mm. like PBS, what just happened? I don't even know what just happened here. Uh, PBS just. Uh, is like kind of coming out against like the Biden narrative because Biden, well, Biden's saying he wants humanitarian right. aid let yeah. in, but he's also beating the war drums yeah. like crazy. Right. He's like, I had talked to BB about getting uh, supplies in there for people and <laughs> and making sure Hamas doesn't steal them. Where did my article go? And, and that's going to be the that's going to be the next excuse you see. Well, right. we tried to send supplies, but Hamas keeps stealing everything. Well, yeah, right. Uh, probably Ukraine keeps stealing everything. Um, yeah. Here we go. Thousands at risk of dying in Gaza hospitals cut off by Israel from fuel, water, and supplies. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Um, let me pull this one up. It's been a long week trying to get everything, trying to get my shit together. Uh, says, medics in Gaza warned Sunday that thousands could die as hospitals packed with wounded people ran desperately low on fuel and basic supplies. Palestinians in the besieged coastal enclave struggled to find food. This didn't pull up at all. Uh, struggled to find food, water, and safety ahead of an expected Israeli ground offensive in the war sparked by Hamas's deadly attack. Israeli forces, supported by a growing deployment of U.S. warships in the region, positioned themselves along the Gaza border and drilled for what Israel said would be a broad campaign to dismantle the militant group. A week of blistering airstrikes have demolished the entire neighborhoods but failed to stem militant rocket fire into Israel. Doing a great job. Yeah. The Gaza Health Ministry said 2,670 Palestinians have been killed. So this was this was back on the 15th. Okay. Now that number's up to like right, 5,700. Yeah. 
9,600 wounded since the fighting erupted, and more than 2014, more than in the 2014 Gaza War, which lasted over six weeks. So this was the 15th, which was what nine days ago. So yeah. five days probably into the war. So in five days, more Palestinians have died than the six-week 2014 Gaza yeah. War. So how many do you think are going to die in six weeks' time? Oh yeah. That makes this the deadliest of the five Gaza wars for both sides. More than 1,400 Israelis were killed, the vast majority of them civilians, in the Hamas October 7th assault. An estimated 150 others, including children, were captured by Hamas and taken to Gaza. It's also the deadliest war for Israel since 1973's conflict with Egypt and Syria. Now, I heard somebody say, I can't remember where, but it was some news person personality actually utter the phrase the most Jewish people killed since the Holocaust. Mm. And I'm not saying he's wrong. Yeah, but it's interesting. That but that comparison, yeah. uh, the official claim of it's 6 million, million to 1,400. To 1,400. <sighs> yeah. Uh, this, is, this is the biggest threat to humanity since the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's how, you know, they're tugging at your emotions. It's like when they compare J6 to, to 9-11 right. or it was worse, 10 times worse than 9-11. Yeah. Or this is Israel's 9-11. This is Israel's 9-11. Now this is Israel's Holocaust yeah. all over again. Right, this right. is the new. It's this bringing is, back PTSD. Yes. Uh, the U.S. State Department said Secretary of State Antony Blinken would return to Israel on Monday after completing a frantic six-country tour through Arab nations aimed at preventing the fighting from igniting a broader regional conflict. And do you think that did any good? <laughs> no. Fighting along Israel's border with Lebanon, which flared since the start of the la latest Gaza war, intensified Sunday with Hezbollah militants firing rockets and anti-tank missiles, and Israel responding with airstrikes and shelling. Why is it always that Israel's responding at this point? At this point, they're both responding. Yeah. The Israel military also reported shooting at one of its border posts. The fighting killed at least one person on the Israeli side, which is the most since uh, two people were killed yesterday. So uh, we got to throw that out there. Of and course. the most since the Holocaust, probably. <laughs> the fighting killed at least one person on the Israeli side and wounded several on both sides of the border. A spokeswoman for Hezbollah said the increased fighting represents a warning and does not mean Hezbollah has decided to enter the war. No, they're just going to shoot rockets over indiscriminately to be like, hey, we're not actually in this thing. That's just a warning. <laughs> now, let me preface. I'm not pro-Hamas. I'm not a pro-terrorist uh, <laughs> protester. I'm not pro-Hezbollah. I'm not... I'm not pro-Israel either. I'm not like the it's kind of like with the Ukraine war. If you came out and said we shouldn't be helping Ukraine in this. Well, obviously, you're pro-Putin at that point. You're pro-Russian. You're a, com a communist, even though Russia is not communist right. anymore. But mm -hmm. you're one of those guys. If you say maybe we shouldn't kill all the freaking Palestinians, maybe we shouldn't de decimate them. You're anti-Semitic, you're pro-Palestinian, right. you're pro-Hamas, you're pro-terrorist. Yeah. You're all these things. <clears throat> I mean, you got to be. You yeah. can't. I mean, there's no there's no middle ground. There's no pro-people anymore. Right. It's like, I just don't want freaking kids to die. I just right. don't. Yeah. Or dogs. If that person killed a, a baby, 
yeah, he 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 yeah. should get killed. Right. Absolutely. But all like the kids of this neighborhood should not be killed for that just right. because that baby got killed. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I I feel like we every time we go into stuff like this, we come off as pro the other side. I know. Yes. We're just anti the narrative. Yes. Yeah, we're anti narrative, anti establishment and we're we're anti bully. And anti right? like I don't want to be in World War 3. No, I, I just don't want to be want there. I don't want to be involved with any other country giving money um weapons or hookers. Maybe hookers. Well, I don't know. There's I mean, so little. Can we just keep the hookers here? I think we need to. Um, can we protest that? <laughs> so, what's your thoughts on this tactic of Israel cutting off all the supplies and forcing them into the desert, I, I, it's, and saying if you stay here where there's act, there may be food and sustenance, yeah. we're going to consider you a, a yeah. terrorist and we're going to kill you. So go into the desert and die. Well, and, and again, this shows you the mindset of Israel, right? They have one of the most advanced intelligence agencies in the entire world. Right. You're telling me they can't come up with better intelligence of where the Hamas is hidden now and stuff and, and do surgical strikes? They're just going to bomb a whole fucking block. Well, did you hear about that hospital that got yes, bombed? Yes, yes. It was Hamas that did it, though. Was it, though? That, that's that's what Israel's saying. Well, but I, I had heard Hamas even came out and was like, well, it was one of our bombs that went <laughs> off on accident. I. I just think it's funny how they're like, because I, I had heard some, or read something. It's like, and even a hospital was destroyed, but it wasn't Israel. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, like, and that's, yeah. Maybe it, not that hospital, but I guarantee you when they're just oh, carpet yeah. bombing the region, they're taking out hospitals, they're taking out churches. Daycares. Daycares, I mean, yeah. kids. Like, you, you're telling me, yeah, sure, that one the one hospital is your bright and shining example yeah. of the fact, oh, don't worry, Israel didn't blow up that, hospital. that hospital. Right. But we're but not, don't look over to that hospital the over there. Yeah, right. yeah. We, but they're cutting off fuel to the hospital, so right. we don't need to bomb them. Yeah, let's just cut off their fuel supply right. so they well, all just freaking die. And, and that's the thing; it's cheaper that way. Israel's got such a, a an entitlement, right? Because they're the you know victims of the greatest right you know Holocaust of all time. So now they can use that as an excuse to do whatever they want to anybody who comes against them. Right, and they have a very small view. Like I said, they don't look at the Palestinians as people, so they have no problem going in and just blowing up a whole. Yeah, they're all Hamas like, at this point. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just protecting ourselves. How many people have you heard that said, "Well, just turn Gaza into glass, just, oh, a, lot just of a sheet of glass"? Yeah, and it's like humanity doesn't exist yeah. in these circumstances. It was different. It was kind of different in. The Ukraine-Russia war, because, yeah, everybody was like, oh, let's go help Ukraine and stuff. But you didn't hear people that were just like, go kill all the fucking Russians. You yeah, right. You didn't hear that. Yeah. You heard them say, like, kill Putin, kill the Kremlin people, like, just, like, yeah. flip. Nobody was like, well, we should just, well, maybe Ukrainians. There's probably Ukrainians sure that Ukrainians were saying Zelensky. kill all the Russians. But nobody here, but at least, was though, saying it. Remember, um... What was it? Facebook? Uh, they were they were not going to censor people for saying that. Really? Yeah. Remember that? I don't remember. Yeah, that. we did a little bit of a I show. I probably on it. remember it, but I don't know. But you do hear a lot of people, even like self-professed like Christian people that are like, yeah. "Oh, we just need to just freaking wipe that whole like. Why don't we just wipe out the Gaza Strip? Like, yeah. what what are we doing? Why don't we just like just erase it? It's just like because I." People, I don't know. Right, people like, have like, nothing to do with what's going on here. Yeah, just, just can can't people yeah. just be a reason 
to not carpet bomb an entire yeah. region to just there's so, the fact that there's people there. You know, would it really be that difficult for, you know, I mean, if Israel doesn't want it, I'm sure the United States would be willing to, right? Bring, like, civilians out of there. One would think so. Right? Maybe move them to Egypt, seeing how Egypt is so willing to help. Yeah, I, I know. Or Qatar. I guess. You know, I, I mean, know. there's just... there. But again, they don't care, right? They can do it in the name of Israeli defense. Yeah, defending their right to exist. Exist. That, right. I mean, that's all you got to say is right. either anti-Semitism or defending the right, right. to exist. And, and the, that's the only argument you need because if you push back against either one of those things, you are anti-Semitic. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you don't support Israel's right to exist, their right to defend themselves. Right. But is, is turning a freaking whole— civilian like 2.3 million people into a, a sea of glass yeah. is that defending yourself right yes i understand that shitty things have happened from the gaza strip onto israeli civilians too but does that mean we turn around and just do the same right. to them yeah out of self-defense yeah i don't think so but no i'm freaking crazy i've been kicked off youtube a couple times and we're on we're on the verge of getting kicked off again this, i got this I one got might do it yeah i got a strike just last week so you know it's coming so, uh, coming back home, again, we talked about in the pre-show, the really long extended pre-show, how weird this one is to watch Yes, the irony of people trying to, like, support the Palestinians, but then not piss off the Jewish people. Yeah. And it's just a weird, weird dynamic that we're in. And there's been all these protests, like I said, the pro- uh, terrorist protests that are out there. Yes, there was a a letter written. Um, let's see here, to uh, Biden from uh, a bunch of actors. Oh, what? Uh, read that, please. Okay. It says Israeli Jews are not political abstractions. Abstractions. They are human beings, descendants of refugees who fled violent persecution and genocide. Diverse members of a complex society with complex political and geopolitical dynamics. You know who else you could say all those things about? The Palestinians. Palestinians. Right. Or, yeah, just about anybody in that region. Refusing to condemn violence against them because of an obstinable political disagreement with their government is dehumanizing in the extreme. Progressives would never dehumanize any other entire people or nation because of disagreements over the policies of a government, and it's hard to imagine any reason for the willingness to do so in this case. Other than anti-Jewish animus, unconscious, internalized, intentional, or otherwise. Jews in America are physically safe relative to our Israeli siblings, as we are not experiencing brutal terror attacks or rockets falling on our homes. Yet we are being dehumanized in the media, on social media, and among our progressive contemporaries with painful lies and distortions that reduce our lived experience, erase our history of our people, and equate our collective Jewish existence with white supremacy, oppression, ethnic cleansing, and genocide. <laughs> there is a perverse irony in that the Jewish people have been victims of each of these depravities in living memory. Social media accounts with millions of followers are openly and ashamedly demonizing Jews in ways we cannot fathom, and in ways that would be unheard of if direct directed at any other minority community. Jewish people all over the world are experiencing an acute trauma and vulnerability that has been passed down for generations. It's epigenic, literally in our DNA, and is a trauma response that results from thousands of years of persecution and oppression. 
Thank you to the allies that have expressed their horror and concern and have spoken out in support. For those who have remained silent, please lend your voice and call out this ignominious evil. For those who have gloated about the obscene attacks and whitewashed them as legitimate political resistance, please reflect on the above and consider that spiritual sickness causes you to fail to recognize our humanity. Now, they said, we progressives. Yes. Not indicative of all progressives by any stretch. Right. Maybe the Hollywood progressives. You're like hitting a cord or something. You're hitting the mic cable and it's like making a lot of noise. Um, so the same people that were so BLM yes. supportive four years ago, what what happens to BLM at this point? Because in mass, BLM people are coming out against Israel, or yeah. at least against the massive wipeout of the Palestinians. Right, right. Do you, how much is BLM going to be just washed out of the picture after this yeah i i mean there will be something that happens that causes them to go back in the limelight but yeah for now they're going to be pariahs oh yeah they're i i don't i don't know they're going to be i think blm is done their days are numbered they, they will be for like the next decade probably yeah but for now yeah blm is done because yeah. they're they're not going to step up and be no pro-israel it's, no just maybe like corporate BLM will, but right. like at the lower levels where the money doesn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. No, there because most of the roots of BLM wasn't that from doesn't have like Muslim roots as well through the sixties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to remember the show we did a couple I don't years remember. ago. But um, I see BLM being labeled terrorist in the near future. I can see that by the left, yeah. by the left, like not the like the left left, but like. The moderate slash right. um, Hollywood jo- left. Yeah, right. I can the see Joe that. Biden slash Hollywood left, yeah. which is my polite way of saying the Jewish left. Um, <laughs> or the Jewish supporting left. Like, yeah. The people that work for them. Um, not saying, not not being anti-Semitic, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways, Where yeah, they're going to be late. Sanders falls on this. That's a great, that would be. That would be. Geez. Does he come out and said it? Does he have Twitter or X? I don't know. If somebody knows what uh, Bernie Sanders has to say about the Israeli conflict, please let me know. Chana uh, says, my goodness, Bill, just breaking all the class rules tonight. The thing about Bill <laughs> is for the last three years, he has never given a shit about the rules. It's true. It's like, hey, hey, Bill, can you hold that mic closer to you? Yeah, sure. Can I talk? <laughs> like, Bill, mic etiquette. We've been doing this for a long time. Mic etiquette. Um <laughs> Stop tapping on the microphone. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, so, these protests. I got this one. This is from the New York Post. Talks about, like, Arab protests or pro-Arab protests. Um, Anti-Israel protests. At least 19 people were arrested during this massive New York City protest. This anti-Israel protest. At least 19. That seems pretty extreme. That sounds like really small numbers to me. Police Sunday said 19 people were busted during the massive anti-Israel rally in Brooklyn where thousands of rowdy demonstrators uh, clashed with the cops. Um, I don't know why this thing is over my words, so I'll just scroll down. It says, during the course of a planned protest, 
which a permit was not attained, officers encountered a mostly peaceful crowd. That sounds familiar. Some demonstrators within the crowd chose to act in a combative, aggressive manner. Officers were pushed, shoved, and struck by some demonstrators within the crowd with the LRAD, long-range acoustic device, um, was utilized. After the, they used a long-range acoustic device, and then they got shoved after that, and they were upset about it. Okay. So the the sonic oh, cannon, gotcha. cannon things okay. that they used nice. to break up riots and yeah. stuff, it was like, oh, it was mostly peaceful until we used our so- sonic cannon, and then people started pushing us. And I don't we know don't, why. I, uh, I don't know what they were so upset about. <laughs> what did they expect? They didn't have a permit to exercise their First Amendment rights. Right. Uh, so we had to use this long-range acoustic cannon on them, and um, then they started pushing us. Right. And Well, they should so have we played Dropkick Murphys. It would have had the same effect. Says one young protest. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, one young protester was seen trying to keep cops from pulling away a woman holding a Zionism is genocide sign. Now, were they just trying to pull her away because she had a Zionism is genocide sign? Because that's all it seems to be here. Right. And somebody pushed a cop for trying to pull her away and got arrested for it. Now, now I feel like she should be able to hold that sign if she wants, uh, based well, yeah. on Isn't that free speech? the First Amendment. It says, officers were struck with flying debris, which included eggs, fireworks, and bottles. Officers responded to their disruptive behavior and attempted to regain order by taking into custody those responsible for the actions. The NYPD encourages peaceful protests but will not condone our officers being subjected to any form of violence. Uh, Grumpy Gnome says, Bernie Sanders says Israel is violating international law with blockades on open-air prisons in Gaza. Interesting. So (laughs) Bernie Sanders is going to get disowned by his own people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he said when I was looking up, it says that he was trying to be Fair and proportionate, kind of like Israel. Sure. <laughs> the three demonstrators taken into custody on misdemeanor charges were Marwin Hamad, Gabriella Flanagan, and Umbhani Hamad. Flanagan? Yeah, is that, isn't that <laughs> Irish? Yeah. Like, I, I was, like you get two Hamads. is not like the others? Two Hamads and a Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... They probably just got back from the Dropkick Murphys concert. (laughs) The unrest in Bay Ridge, which boasted a substantial Arab-American population, is just the latest in sitting protests following the October 7th surprise attack on Israel by Hamas terrorists that killed more than 1,400 Israelis. So this specifies very, like, Arab-American area, like, population here involved. What you don't see a lot of is this next article, which talks about hundreds of U.S. Jews are protesting Israelis' Gaza assault. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting to me, and it's not surprising that it's not getting reported on. Yeah. They're probably imploding because they're left-wing Jewish activists, it says. Yeah. And so they don't know what to do. They don't know where to stand. It says left-wing Jewish activists, this is from The Guardian, Left-wing Jewish activists campaigned against Israel's bombardment uh, and blockade of Gaza this week in Washington, culminating in protests that have seen hundreds arrested for civil disobedience outside the White House and Congress. So 19 Arab and freaking Celtic people (laughs) were arrested on that one. 
Yes. But hundreds of left-wing Jewish activists have huh. been arrested for protesting against Israeli actions. It says groups like the Anti-Defamation Defamation League have dismissed the actions as unrepresentative of fellow Jews. <laughs> they're like, they're not real Jews. <laughs> <laughs> like, your Jewish opinion matters only if you're a real Jew and you yeah. support Israel. Right. If not, you're not a real Jew. Yeah. <laughs> Like seriously, what? The? Yeah, who comes up with this shit? It's like yeah, right. oh, they they they're not representative of fellow Jews, <laughs> signaling a growing rift in the community as the war in the Middle East continues to claim thousands of life. Derek said, Derek Ambrose says, Irish guy walked out of the bar and was like, "What are we doing, fucking shit up?" <laughs> All right, let's give him a good kicking, eh? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yes. <laughs> Police detained about four hundred demonstrators. On Wednesday, after they staged a sit-down protest on Capitol Hill inside the Cannon Building, the oldest congressional office building, demanding an immediate ceasefire in the latest hostilities between Israelis and Palestinians. Now, would this be considered an insurrection? I, I would think so. No, because, well, they're not real Jews, so That's I guess. That's true. That's, yeah. The arrests follow a similar protest Monday when 50 activists were detained for blocking the gates of the White House. The events were organized jointly by Jewish Voice for Peace, and if not now, two leftist groups campaigning on an avowedly anti-Zionist and pro-Palestinian platform. There's so much to unpack in that sentence. <laughs> so much. Like, if you are anti-Zionist but Jewish, are you not Jewish? Like, does that does that lessen your... Right. Jewishness? <laughs> I mean, it's got to. Yeah. I, at I least would, in, like, Israeli Jewish yeah, I, people's I would think mind. they would take your Jewish card. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you—I didn't think you could lose your Jewish card, but now I'm starting to wonder. Yes, you can Because, now. I don't know, it's like their birthright. Like, Israel's—even U.S., like, American-born Jews. It's right. their—Israel's their, their birthright. Right, yeah. And—but— if you're anti-Zionist, then I feel like you, you would lose you, your birthright. Not, yeah, I agree with that. Is that yes. how—who was it in the Bible that lost his birthright? Oh, um, what is it? Um, it was Jacob's brother, yes. whichever one. Esau. Esau. There you go. Yeah, he, he, he was anti-Zionist, yeah. so he lost his birthright. <laughs> oh, wow, we're, we're pissing off a lot of people tonight, probably. <laughs> Demonstrators, some of them waving Palestinian flags, have accused Israel of preparing to commit Genocide in Gaza in retaliation for the October 7th attacks by Hamas that killed more than 1,400 Israelis and resulted in nearly 200 being kidnapped. The author and social activist Naomi Klein told protesters gathered on Washington's National Mall that Israel was attempting genocide by making use of the Jewish fears of another genocide against Jews. She added, we will not let our fears of anti-Semitism be manipulated in this way. I am glad there are some smart people there fucking are, out yes. there that Although are like saying that she's anti-Semitic. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you can be like black and racist if you're That's a Republican, true. or yes. pro, if you're pro-Trump, but black, you're, you're self. Yeah, these must be self-hating Jews. But coming out and saying, kind of sounds like Kanye West out out there, like Jewish Kanye West coming well, out and they, saying, they haven't come out saying that. Well, you know, Hitler had some good ideas. Yeah, Hitler wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> Hitler was really. Really great. I love Hitler. <laughs> Please don't clip that out. Um, she comes out and is like, we're not going to let you say that us being against 
genocide is anti-Semitism. We're not going to yeah. let you play that against us yeah. and fear us into supporting this bullshit that's going on. Smart, even even if it was blatantly completely wrong, right? For them to stand up and just be like, "We're not going to let you do that," just because just because we're Jewish, we're not going to let you play our, into our fears yeah. to agree with you. Yeah, and good for them. Fully support that. Uh, Grumpy Gnome says apparently anti-Zionist is anti-Semitism. Liz Cheney said so. Liz Cheney is a war whore. And that's true. She is. Just I mean, like her dad was. I was going to say she the the apple doesn't fall from the tree far yeah. from the tree. Liz. Liz Cheney's just as much of a war whore as her father was. Uh, I'm going to clip that. That's, that's fine. That's fine. We won't be on YouTube much longer anyway. It's fine. Uh, in response to the staunchly pro-Israel Anti-Defamation League, former, uh, formed more than 100 years ago to combat anti-Semitism, uh, said the activists belong to the far-left radical organizations who do not represent overwhelming majority of the Jewish community that we scared into being pro-Zionist or whatever. In a statement, the ADL, Washington, D.C., regional director said the activists were anti-Zionists that challenge Israel's very right to exist. Let's be very clear. Anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. You called it grumpy. It's right there. The ADL said so. Liz Cheney said so. So it must be right. Yes. David Friedman, the conservative former U.S. ambassador to Israel during Donald Trump's presidency, went further, tweeting before Monday's protest, any American Jew attending this rally is not a Jew. Wow. We called it. Yeah. He took the Jew card yeah. from him. Damn. Yes, I said it, he says. Pulled their, I, I don't, David Friedman has the authority to pull yeah. your Jew card from yeah. you. You, you should be been, afraid. You have been uncircumcised. <laughs> That would be really gross and interesting. <laughs> Some of those present were indeed were indeed not Jewish, but both Monday and Wednesday's events were addressed by rabbis. Brant Rosen, a rabbi from L.A., told demonstrators Wednesday that they were witnessing one of the most consequential moral moments that any of us will experience in our lifetime. He said future generations would ask, did we act or did we stand idly by while gen- genocide was committed in our name? Some attendees recounted having their Jewishness questioned by co-religionists, what's a co-religionist, or even family members because of their antipathy towards Israel. Mm -hmm. I would say co-religionists are like people that are in the same religion. Um, um, This Phoebe, who is 61, says, I have been called a self-loathing Jew and spat on many times. You called that too. Man, we're just calling it all. Um, she's a musician from Alexandria, Virginia, who withheld her last name and said she visited Israel four times. My brother and his family live in Israel. It's ca- caused huge rifts in my family. It's really tragic. Mel Tansman, <laughs> grumpy gnome, <laughs> asked what uncircumcised means. I would like to know as well. Can you demonstrate? Um, no. <laughs> Mel Tansman, who's 72, um, a social worker for from New York, says, I have never been to Israel. I've never been a fan of Zionism or any kind of religious state that is dominated by one group. You are called a self-hating Jew if you are concerned with what's happening to the Palestinians. Any criticism of Israel is seen as anti-Semitic. Wow, all this shit that we've been saying, yeah, we have Jewish allies that are saying the same thing, that yes. are getting their Jew card pulled from them. Yes. 
Like, I mean, that's got to be, that's got to be worse than how those people feel about like schmucks like us. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, you probably shouldn't just wipe other people. It's like, yeah, well, you're you're just fucking white guy yeah. that doesn't understand. Right. But a Jewish person that's like, hey, you probably shouldn't just yeah. genocide the Palestinian people. Wow. That's betrayal yeah. of you, you the know worst what? You kind. You can't call people Nazis anymore. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. We're, we're revoking your right to call yeah. people Nazis. We're <laughs> revoking your Jewishness. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. All those other things. Can't work at... Never mind. I'm, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll just stop. Insane. We'll just stop, all right? Don't go too far. <laughs> it's about time for a break. <laughs> it's weird because there are people that I would never, ever in my right mind think that I would like be on the same page with. Yeah. And I'm going to get into this a little more in the second half. One being like AOC. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things she said, she's probably a talking head for somebody, oh, but sure. at least the things she said, I'm like... You know what? You're fucking right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And people are like, oh, she's just a anti-Semitic, pro-left, uh, blah right. blah blah, part of the squad. Yeah. She's always been anti-Israel, blah blah Who, blah. Who's the uh, Republican senator? Tim Scott is trying to get them all kicked out of the Senate. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Yep. Because they're like, maybe we shouldn't like kill all the Palestinians. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. We're gonna get into that more. Like I said, I've never done a show where I'm like, you know what? She's, she's kind of right. Of all the people there, AOC is the voice of reason. Yeah. Maybe, That's scary. Maybe they'll put you in her comic book. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so, yeah, that uh, we're going to get into a quick break before we officially get kicked off YouTube. And then we're going to come back. I'm gonna, we got to get into some of the other wars because we're talking about World War Three, yeah. But we spent way too much time on... Yeah. The Israel thing, which I didn't <clears throat> intend to, but here we are. Yes. So <clears throat> Biden went to Israel, apparently. Yes. Yeah. He was bragging all about that. Yeah. He was only president. To the only go. president to go to Israel during wartime. Yes. Yes. So uh, he's got that going for him. Yeah. Uh, then he can add that to his resume of when he went to Ukraine during wartime. Yeah, that's right. And walked through the staged, walked yes. across the stage that looked kind of like a war zone. Yes. Uh, with no bodyguards yeah. around him. Yeah. Yeah. That time. So. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll wrap up the, the Israel thing and then talk a little bit about uh, kind of what's going on in the rest of the world. So uh, take two or three minutes. Go grab yourself a, uh, a beverage and we will be right back. Take a moment and remember the feeling when they called you not essential, when they dictated what you could do where you could go, how you could breathe. It's disgusting, isn't it? And they're trying to do it again. We've seen what happens when the people lose control. When politicians and unelected bureaucrats make the big decisions on our behalf, whether we like them or not. When the choices are taken away from us one by one. We've seen what happens when they strip away medical freedom. When they trample on informed consent. When they dismiss our cries of justice, they laughed at us. They called us names. Rest in peace, Wheezy. them, their freedom. I want my freedom to live. And they shamed us for not going along with their every demand. Enough already. It's time to hold these tyrants accountable. In the midst of them trying to do it again, this wasn't a public health measure. This was an act of war against a peaceful people. 
but a reckoning is coming and we're leading the charge. This campaign is for all of us. I'm asking you to join this movement that's for every single person who felt the crushing weight of mandates, the sting of being called unessential, the pain of having your liberty stripped away. I'm Joshua Smith and I'm running because you are essential and because our freedoms are non-negotiable. Not last time, not this time, not ever again. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. We faced the challenges. We felt the pain, but we're not defeated. Together, we have the power to create a brighter future, one where liberty thrives and tyranny dies. I endorse prosecuting the COVID tyrants and using Guantanamo Bay to lock them away for their crimes against humanity. In the face of all of this happening again, where they think we're stupid enough to fall for it, in 2024, a vote for me is a vote for vengeance. Go to joshuasmith2024.com to find out how you can help. kickoff while I was gone? Uh, no. Not We're yet. still waiting. Still, still waiting. Watch. Did anybody have uh, 826 on October 24th, 2023? I didn't see that one. So we're going to be taking a poll of when you think World War Three will officially kick off. The yes. month and the year. Yeah. And if you get it right, we'll send you something. So I, I briefly um, teased that um, I kind of sided with AOC for the first time in my life. Yeah, that's uh, amazing to me. So this is coming from Fox News, so you know they're going to be like, she's an idiot. Oh, yeah, right. This is titled, The Squad Dems Face Backlash Calling for Ceasefire Over Israel Attacks. <clears throat> Let's see. So the squad, which is that Talib. Yeah, there's Minnesota, AOC. Right? There's that other one. The other one, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> squad House Democrats known for criticizing the state of Israel, faced massive backlash for cons- from conservatives online over their milk, milk, milk toast. What does that mean? Milk toast? Yeah. Oh, like, kind of like, uh, like, doesn't, like, kind of bland. Like, like they didn't really seem like they... Like toast dipped in milk? Bland. Yeah, kind of. Milk toast statements following Hamas's deadly surprise attack on Israel. Several members of informal informal progressive caucus published statements on Saturday condemning the violence and calling for the conflict to de-escalate. Of the squad members, Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan has been silent on the attacks on Israel. So she hasn't said anything. So she hasn't... She hasn't condemned Hamas, which right. is what they're really oh, getting at. Oh, gotcha. Well, Fox, obviously. Fox News Digital reached out to Tlaib's office for comment on the deadly surprise terrorist attack on Israel, but did not receive a response. Meanwhile, Squad Queen, Representative... <laughs> I like how they call her Squad Queen. <laughs> Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez 
called for a ceasefire and de-escalation after the surprise terrorist attack on Hamas. So she's obviously anti-Semitic, and right. she's a she's an idiot. Absolutely. She says, Today is devastating for all those seeking a lasting peace and respect for human rights in Israel and Palestine. How dare her call for human rights right. in Israel and Palestine? Yeah. Like, you can't... You can't support Israel's right to exist and call for a human rights right. in Palestine. Uh, she says, I condemn Hamas's attacks in the strongest possible terms. But uh, she goes on to say, no child and family should ever endure that kind of violence and fear. And this violence will not solve the ongoing oppression and occupation in the region. An immediate ceasefire and de-escalation is urgently needed to save lives, she added. Ocasio-Cortez's statement drew criticism from South Carolina GOP Representative Nancy Mace, who referred to her Democrat colleague as a Hamas apologist. Hmm. Now, out of everything I just read that AOC said, what part of that was a Hamas apologist? Yeah, no, when, was no. it when she said, I strongly condemn Hamas? Right, right. Like, to, to the utmost most of co condemnations, like the strongliest right. of condemnations? <laughs> But Perhaps because she said, enough. maybe we shouldn't fucking kill all, all yeah. the Palestinians. Yeah. I mean, she did say, um, Grumpy Gnome <laughs> says, did they spell it queen with a K? No, it was with a, it was with a Q, unfortunately. Now, she did say, call it the occupation, which is right. definitely anti-Zionist sentiment, which right. is what, what's probably bringing but, but all that's, this on. But uh, again, that's not really the issue, I, I don't think. You know, the, the issue is, I, I mean... She she's right, and I hate to say that. Right, right, right exactly. <laughs> Waiting like, for something to fall off. Uh, exactly. Uh, Mace goes on to write: Hamas apologist asking for a ceasefire after one side launches a massive terrorist attack. Nice try. Yeah. Um, Representative Ilan Omar, the Minnesota one. That so there's the Michigan one, oh, which okay. is Talib, and then Omar, which is Minnesota. Omar. Okay. Uh, who has a history of controversial statements about Israel, condemned the horrific attack or acts we are seeing unfold today in Israel against children, women, the elderly, and the unarmed people who are being slaughtered and taken hostage by Hamas. Such sen senseless violence will only repeat the back-and-forth cycle we've seen, which cannot allow to continue. Makes sense. Just very uh, Hamas apologistic right. there, too. Right. By saying, hey, if we keep going back and forth, we're just going to keep going back and forth and more right. people die. We need to call for de-escalation and a ceasefire. I will keep advocating for peace and justice throughout the Middle East. How dare her call for peace and justice in the, the Middle East? Yeah. Um, Fox and Friends weekend co-host Ra Rachel Campos Duffy criticized Omar in response to her statement saying the congresswoman will never acknowledge that there was peace in the Middle East and Europe when Trump was in office. Who cares? Like, what does that Yeah, I know. Do with that it? has nothing to do with what's going on. How dare her call for peace now when there was peace when Donald Trump was yeah. here and she didn't like she Donald Trump. She never would have admitted to that. She doesn't like Donald Trump, yeah. so she doesn't like peace. Yeah. So obviously she's evil. <laughs> Conservative commentator John Hassan also blasted Omar over a tweet. Notice how she only condemns the acts against children, women, the elderly, and the unarmed. She imply she's implying that attacking and killing IDF forces is fine. That's not what she said. No. I think she was calling it out on both sides. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe just don't kill yeah. children. If you guys want to have a war, can you keep the kids and the, right. the old yeah. people out of it? In 21, 
2021, Omar landed in hot water with senior members of her own party as well as her opponents when she compared American Israel to murderous terrorist groups Hamas and the Taliban, saying the two democracies, saying the two democracies have committed unthinkable atrocities, which she's not wrong there yeah, either. Right. We have committed unthinkable atrocities. Yeah. We have seen unthinkable atrocities committed by the U U.S., Hamas, Israel, Afghanistan, and the Taliban. Again, she's absolutely fucking right. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but she is. I asked the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, where people are supposed to go for justice. Additionally, during 20—like, why, why are we why are we calling going back to 2021 no. in the first place? Additionally, during 2021 ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, Omar said the fighting— the fighting stopping wasn't enough in that the U.S. was underwriting crimes against humanity through support for Israel and that there needed to be accountability for every war crime committed. All right. Um, there was one line that AOC said that I agreed with. I don't like they're really going deep into Omar because she had the most to say. Um Conservative commentator known as Comfortably Smug criticized the squad in response to Presley's post. The squad telling Israel to stand down after it was attacked and hundreds of its citizens massacred. Incredible. Um, so, so the line that AOC said that I can't find in here was, um, what price, is basically what I said, what price of innocent lives is acceptable for targeting Hamas? Mm-hmm. Like, right. like at what cost? Like, yeah. how many? How many is acceptable? Right. Like, what number of um, civilian casualties or uh, hospitals or like, uh, like, what's the number? Can we put a number on that to say, hey, that right. was worth it? Yeah. Um, that was worth it because we took out Hamas in the process. Right. It's just like everywhere. Like, yeah. who is that? Who is that chick back in after? Um, one of the wars on terrorism, maybe both of them, that was like, you know, uh, yeah, we had to kind of weigh out this, and we we feel that it was all worth it in the end. Like the end result made all those all right. those everything else dead bodies that made it made it worth it. Yeah, and it's right. it's it's disgusting. How it is put a price on on life, and it's disgusting that I have to agree with AOC on something. It is right, like or the squad. They're like saying. Why don't we just not fucking fight wars? Why don't we just work towards peace? And right. I just want to be like, come to our side. Right. Because. It's like you're so close. Yeah. Well, you're not that close, but yeah. you're close. Well, yeah. yeah. Like closer than you were right. yesterday with us. It's just like, <laughs> come to like the libertarian side that's like, we don't like war. Come yeah. to the, like the, like Ron Paul's been saying this since 2001. Before that, I'm sure. But uh, Ron Paul was called freaking. A nutcase, too, in 2001 when he said, how about we don't go fucking fight wars? Right. And now AOC, I'm not—don't get me—don't say I'm comparing to AOC to Ron Paul by any stretch. But I'm just saying, you got somebody that's like, how about we just don't let yeah. people fucking kill people? How about we, like, de-escalate this and, like, yeah. push more for, like, a peaceful Middle East? And people are like, she's nuts. Yeah. There's terrorists there. You're calling for peace? There's yeah. terror. Like, we got to kill everybody because of terrorists. How right. how fucking dare but you? Is, I mean, and Israel's missing a huge a huge opportunity to, to capture the whole, like, hearts and minds of the people by not 
escalating things, right? And and trying to take a more humanitarian approach and be like, look, you know, we're we're trying to make this work. Um, you know, we're let's but let's talk about this. The you, thing is this. Again, goodbye, YouTube. <laughs> Israel is not like other countries. Israel doesn't have to do that to play the victim card. Oh, I know that. I know. Because they, they have, have a perpetual, years ago. They have a perpetual, like, never-ending victim card yeah. that they can they can do whatever they want and still be like, well, uh, this yeah. is me defending my right to exist. Yeah. I mean, that, that letter from the celebrities right. to Biden, right? It's built in our DNA, yeah. right? <laughs> we are... We are, we inherited victimism yeah. from our ancestors 75, 1,000, 5,000 years yeah. ago. We've always been victims. We've just inherited this victimhood so we can do what we want and right. still play yeah. the victim. They, they don't have to be like, well, we're going to be the nice guy here because we're the victim. Yeah. We didn't do anything wrong. We're the victim here. No, it's just like, fucking kill them all, but right. we're the victim. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. Yeah. It's a weird difference. And that's why it's so... Hilarious just watching people's minds explode over this. Like, well, it's Israel. They're obviously victims, but uh, uh, we're the left and we're supposed to be on the side of the right. brown people. Yeah. And they're like rolling over the brown people, but they are um, Israel and they're victims, but the brown people are victims. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mind, mind explosion. But, but, but that's why. <laughs> I know you, you didn't listen to the whole Joe Biden speech. No. Are we going to talk? We're going to get to the Joe okay, Biden I'll speech. Okay, I'll hold off. But, but you can just well, say so piece. his approach to trying to justify it was odd to me. Which which one? The one where he said uh, we can all make out like bandits, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He because I, I got this written down. He said, it, "What did he say? Jesus, I I have it written down somewhere. Uh, it's a great investment. Yeah, it's going to have like a great return or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like, he's talking about like." Okay, we you know we're going to make the Middle East better, we're going to stabilize it. And then he mentioned this this Indo-Eastern European railroad going yeah, through I the whole thing. All which, that. Like I wanted you to bring that up. Yeah, I I'd never heard of this before and he's talking about how it's going to increase trade in the area and it sounded like almost like a counterpoint to like the China Beltway to thing? the China Beltway. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And he, so it's like almost I mean, there's a total agenda going to does it. Does it and go through Israel and Ukraine? Because if it does, that all makes sense. Well, and, and I'm willing to bet it does, because then he's talking about this money he wants, and he's and then he goes and he, he's like, well, we need the money because we send our stockpile of weapons and military to to Ukraine and Israel, and then we take that money and we use that money to, to rebuild... Our own military. Our own military, and that's going to give millions Thousands of Americans of jobs. jobs. Yes. And I didn't even hear it, but I knew exactly what you were yeah, going to say about this. I'm sitting here, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah, it's like, well, we need this money to restock our—, our it's, it's not sending that money to Ukraine. We need to restock our own. Yeah. Because you sent all our fucking guns to Ukraine, we wouldn't have to restock yeah. our own if you didn't send yeah. them all to Ukraine. It's like, oh, well, there, there's bomb-building factories in Arizona that's going to give thousands of jobs to. Isn't that <laughs> no, great? Right? Like all these weapons of mass destruction yeah. that we're giving jobs to, and this is a great investment. It sounds like he was selling timeshares. It did. It really did. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, of all the different ways to go to try to justify this, that's what you're going with? <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like, hey, we're all going to make money, guys. Yeah, we're going to stabilize the Middle East. Hey, you remember, you know what this is, that we are going to go to war because the economy is so shitty right yeah. now that he needs a bump in the economy before re-election time. Yeah. 
Grumpy Gnome has to go. So, bye, Grumpy Gnome. Bye, Grumpy Gnome. Thanks for uh, joining in the stupidity that we have going on here. <laughs> so, like, I mean, let's let's get into the whole yeah. uh, what Biden had to say about this because that's really all it was was we need more money to throw at things. And the, the funny part was this kind of transition away from Israel because, like, this is in response to Israel, but it's like, a hundred billion dollars and sixty-five billion is going to go to Ukraine. I know, right? It's like while nobody's looking at Ukraine, we let's throw another six. Yeah. Fourteen billion is going to go to Israel, but sixty-five billion to Ukraine. It's like, yeah, where where's this coming from? Because last I heard, you were asking for twenty-four billion yeah. to Ukraine. Right. Why? How did this number all of a sudden like, okay, get to sixty? Okay. I guess all right. I'm twenty-four billion. I guess is a lot. So let's do a hundred billion and we'll <laughs> split it. Yeah, sixty-five, twenty-five, thirty-five. Biden demands $100 billion for wars in Ukraine, Israel, and a planned conflict with Iran and China. That's so, ominous. <laughs> what did I name this one? World War Three Watch? <laughs> yeah. you, you still think there's not going to be a World War Three anytime soon no. when Joe Biden's like, I'm just going to fund the entire world war? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if he feels like he can make a profit off of it, right? Now, I read something about Joe Biden. Apparently, it's interesting how they word things so different when it again when it comes to Israel. Apparently, he's been like pro-Israel because he Biden went to Israel this week. Yes. Like I said, Word did you hear how he's like, I'm a pro-Zionist, or I I've always like you don't you don't got to be Jewish to be a Zionist or pro-Zionist. I am I'm Irish Catholic, and I'm I've always been pro-Zionist. Apparently, and I, I read an article about this. Like, he's always had close ties with, like, Netanyahu and Israel and shit like that, which is weird because Netanyahu is now a far-right extremist, isn't he? Yes. Uh, Well, he's not now because last week he was, but this week he's, like— Yeah, he's BB. Yeah. Um, Apparently, and they said this as a good thing, Joe Biden has received more donations from pro-Israeli groups— in his time in office than any other politician. Oh, yeah, that's... that's So that's a good thing because yeah. it's Israel. It's like, well, that just says how much he's been in support of Israel. No, right. it just says how much Israel has been financing his ass. Yes. Yeah. And now when it came to Ukraine, it's like, well, I don't know. we got to kind of cover up the money trail between Ukraine and, and Biden, like sweep that under the rug, or the Republicans are like, oh, there's, there's obviously money there, something shady. But then when it comes to Israel, it's like, Oh, he's just really has close to, like, he's just loves Israel. Yeah. So they love him back in the form of financial donations. Yeah, that's how that it, works. It's just freaking weird. But not enough for him to give them $60 billion. No. Says U.S. President Joe Biden's speech Thursday night. Now, granted, this comes from, what was the? <laughs> uh, the World Socialist uh, Web. World Socialist Website. Yeah. So, so <laughs> again, not saying I side with these people. Yes, but they bring up some. But very they break good it points. down. Yeah, they break yeah. it down better than most will because because they're not for all this bullshit wars either. Yeah. Again, so sometimes you can find common ground yeah. with people that you wouldn't think you ever would, like AOC, for right. example. U.S. President Joe Biden's speech Thursday night on national television was a demand for vast new military spending to expand the. Ongoing U.S.-NATO proxy war against Russia and Ukraine and pour billions more into Israel's aggression against Gaza and suppression of the Palestinian people. Derek Ambrose says 
You've heard of girl math. I introduce you to government math. It's done with billions of dollars and never checks out. How long before it comes out that Biden has a kid on the board of some major company in Israel? Oh, I'm sure here. But, but that'll there. be fine, though. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, Biden's speech was not a serious, att serious attempt to convince anyone or rationally explain U.S. foreign policy. It consisted of a series of non-sequiturs strung one after the other with no coherent argument binding them together. Biden drew a parallel between Hamas and Russian President Vladimir Putin that objectively did not make the slightest sense. But as he spoke, it became clear that the main aim of the speech was to utilize the war in Gaza to procure a massive spending bill for the war in Ukraine to prop up Zelensky's government following the failure of its summer offensive. Indeed, the New York Times has reported that $60 billion of the $100 billion spending bill Biden proposed in his speech will go to fight the war in Ukraine against Russia. This figure is more than twice Biden's initial request for $24 billion in August. Some $14 billion will go to Israel. Despite its rambling and incoherent nature, the main import of the speech is clear. America is hurtling towards global war and the President of the United States, the so-called Commander-in-Chief, is demanding $100 billion in additional funds, on top of the $1 trillion they already proposed for all military spending to finance this explosion, to finance this explosion of military aggression. Unmentioned in the speech, but widely reported in advance of Friday's formal request to Congress, is the fact that Biden will also seek billions more in U.S. military aid to Taiwan. An effort to provoke further conflict with China and to militarize the U.S.-Mexico border and intensify U.S. intervention throughout Latin America. Aware of the deepening opposition to the U.S. war in Ukraine, now ending its 18th month and apparently mired in endless, costly, and bloody stalemate, Biden sought to bootstrap the conflict in Israel to justify further spending in Ukraine, which will get the lion's share of whatever military aid bill ultimately emerges from Congress. <clears throat> While Biden declared that the war was at an inflection point, this is not because war is something new to the U.S. On the contrary, Americans, <clears throat> America has been at war for more than 30 years, and the countries it has invaded, <clears throat> Jesus, occupied or bombed amount to a significant portion of the world's population. Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Yemen, Pakistan, most of North Africa, Bosnia, Kosovo, Serbia, Sudan. That's really depressing. Yeah. What is new is the transformation of these wars into a more general conflict, or as Leon Trotsky described it on the eve of World War II, when separate clashes and bloody local disturbances must inevitably coalesce, coalesce into a conflagration of world dimensions. That's a lot of big words. Yeah. The contours of this new world war can be inferred from Biden's $100 billion bill. It's aimed at expanding the war against Russia, using the conflict between Israel and Palestine to trigger a new war against Iran, which you've seen that. Remember we talked mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago about, oh, what's the dumbass's name? Uh, which one? The senator that kept calling out. Oh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, yeah. That was just like, don't you do it, Iran, if you do yeah. it. If Iran, if, if you do it, we're coming after you, Iran. This yeah. is like a day after yeah. Hamas attack from yeah. Gaza. They already had their eyes on it. Yes. <clears throat> it says the U.S. administration is shaping the battlefield of what amounts to one continuous front in a global conflict whose goal is U.S. dominance of the Eurasian landmass from Eastern Europe through the Middle East, Central Asia, and ultimately China, which is probably that road initiative yeah. that Biden was referring yeah. to. I wish I had that clip. 
Uh, this is combined with efforts to safeguard its Western Hemisphere backyard by militarizing the U.S. border, U.S.-Mexico border, and disposing of political inconveniences and potential obstacles like Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Cuba. If this appears to be a mega megalomaniacal program for global conquest, it articulates the outlook of the megalomaniacs on Wall Street and in the Pentagon, for whom Biden speaks when he delivers his what's with all these words? Pe peons, <laughs> we'll say that, <laughs> to the ability of America to do anything, as long as it mobilizes its full resources. Biden even used the language of Wall Street in making his argument and the next enormous payout to the Pentagon and the U.S. arms industry, declaring it's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. American workers will pay with their living standards and social benefits in the lives of their sons and daughters, but war will certainly pay for Raytheon, Boeing, and Lockheed Martin and for the big banks and hedge funds that control them. Uh, it goes on and on and on. It says, Biden has already made himself the co-author of War Crimes in Gaza through his visit to Tel Aviv and embrace of Netanyahu. At least 4,000 Palestinians have already been killed, but the death toll is likely to rise five or even six figures in the course of the ground invasion. Yeah, they haven't even started the ground invasion yet because they were waiting until right. after Biden left to start the ground invasion. Yeah. And Biden said, that was a weird thing too, because Biden's like, I'm not going to come visit you unless you allow aid into yeah. into well, Gaza. Uh, well, did that ever happen? Did they get no, the aid No, not there? yet. No. I mean, we got a couple carriers out there now. I did see that 20 trucks were allowed into Gaza. Interesting. 20 from like Egypt or something. Now that... Accounts for like four percent of the amount that was allowed in pre-war time yeah, right. of humanitarian aid. Which now that there's a war going on, they probably need more humanitarian right. aid. And this is four percent of what was uh, twenty trucks. What do you think that's going to do for right. what I say? Two point three million people. Yeah, not a whole lot. Did you see his slip where he's like, um, "I'm not seeking America to get American troops on uh, Russian." Soil. I didn't say that. Yeah, and then he backtracked, and he's like, "I'm not seeking to to get us, you know, involved in, you know, American troops involved in, you know, this Israel. or whatever." And but it was just like kind of a weird slip. Yeah, it was one of those weird Freudian slips, mm -hmm. like like George Bush when yeah. he he said um, Iraq instead of Ukraine yes. or something. Yeah. I I don't remember. Well, I don't remember what that was, but yeah. Biden already made himself. I already read that. In one revealing reference toward the end of his speech, Biden invoked the late Secretary of State, Madeleine Albright, who described the United States as the indispensable nation. Um, he didn't say, that's who said that. Um, Madeleine Albright said, because that was in this article, says, said about the Iraqi war and the oh. Iraqi children that died. Yes. And the half a million Iraqi children that died just due to lack of medicine and nutrients after the war mm -hmm. she said i madeline albright said i think it's a very hard choice but the price we think the price was worth it yeah and she's a horrible person she, too. Uh, clearly um so what do you think of this spending bill because it doesn't break it down yeah go you watch the whole fucking speech yeah what what besides his ball chin yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know he and basically, that that was the big thing. Is did that he even he was, talk much about Israel, or was it like more towards a Ukraine? Bit. No, no, it it was. I mean, it was equal parts. You know, he did a he tried to do a strong comparison between Putin and Hamas, Obviously and and, and the same. you know the the intent to, of 
you know, wiping out democracy pe- off the face yep. of the planet. And, and he was very much, you know, all about pro-democracy, about um, the American people doing, being able to do whatever they, you know, when they come together, they can accomplish anything and that we need to, to come together as Americans to fight for democracy and we need to, to fight for freedoms. And I mean, he was very big on that. He kept throwing those platitudes out there. So it was it was kind of creepy. Derek says, I hope they gave the man some ice cream after he made that speech. It was a great performance. They gave him a lot of ice cream. Yeah. Um, so I got to ask myself and ask you, what, like, why do you think there's all of a sudden a, another giant push? While we're all focused on Israel, he's like, and by the way, I want to send $60 billion to Ukraine. Yeah. Like, what, what do you think's behind that? I, I, I mean, I think that's, that's his priority still. You know, is the he's Russian got a Ukraine. lot of money in Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's made a lot of money there. He's going to keep making a lot of money there, and and this is just another way that he can can build that up. You know, yeah, he's going to send some money to Israel, some money over to Taiwan, but the the bulk of it is still Ukraine, right? I, I think that he's got too much invested there right now. Now, what I found interesting, I found this in Ukraine news today. Um, Apparently, on November 8th, the EU is going to assess whether to allow Ukraine to become a member of the EU. Oh, my. That's coming up fast. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a— couple weeks. I didn't even know that was a thing. I knew they were going to try to get them into NATO, but they're trying to get them into the EU on November 8th. Yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, all of a sudden, hey, we need to throw a lot of weapons at Ukraine so they can kind of get this thing under a little bit more under control before we allow them into the EU. Check this out here. Okay, so this was— past september 9th 2023 this is from the white house okay today we are the leaders of the united states india saudi arabia united Arab emirate france germany italy and the european union announced a memorandum of understanding committing to work together to develop a new india middle east europe economic corridor announced at the g20 leaders event in the partnership for global infrastructure and investment how did we miss this i don't know this landmark quarter is expected to stimulate economic development through enhanced connectivity and economic integration across two continents thus unlocking un, uh, unlocking sustainable and inclusive economic growth <laughs> though the middle oh, yeah. east middle sustainable for who first of <laughs> all exactly through the middle India Middle East Europe Economic Corridor, we aim to usher in a new era of connectivity with a railway linked through ports connecting Europe, Middle East, and Asia. The United States and our partners intend to link both continents to commercial hubs and facilitate the development and export of clean energy, lay undersea cables, and link energy grids and telecommunication lines to expand reliable access to electricity, enable innovation of advanced clean energy tech, and connect communities to secure stable internet. Okay, blah, 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 blah. All right, my favorite part. Our approach aims to unlock new investments from partners, including the private sector, and spur the creation of quality jobs. That, that's the investment he was talking yeah. about. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's it's an investment Clinton. of democracy. Yeah. No, it's the investment into yeah money. He, he, BlackRock, um, you know, Treadstone, all those guys yeah. get them built up in that area. Right. So, Hunters, what do you think of? <laughs> Had you, I hadn't heard that, which is really interesting that we missed that. They yeah, snuck that one under the rug. Yeah, that was last month. Uh, what do you think of this Ukraine yeah, being well, assessed for EU membership? I mean, <sighs> conveniently in like a week. Yeah, I mean, that came and out we're of getting ready to throw sixty billion dollars. Yeah. Do you know what Ukraine gets out of this? Hmm. Um, 
let me scroll down because the EU is going to invest in Ukraine, obviously. Yeah. The commission's pro proposal for the review includes earmarking 50 billion euros to support Ukraine through 2027, Jeez. as well as assigning another 15 billion to handle unauthorized immigration. Budget decisions also require unanimity in the block, and some members countries have asked to also raise spending on tackling natural disasters like wildfires and floods, sources say. It's a, another money thing. But I, I assume kind of like NATO, the EU probably doesn't. Well, maybe they do. If Now, if Ukraine joins the EU while they're fighting this war, does that drag the whole EU into this war? I would think so. Because they weren't able to get sucked into this war because they weren't part of NATO. Right. NATO wasn't going to take them in while they're in an ongoing conflict with right. uh, Russia. If they don't have control over their borders. Remember, right. that was right. one of the stipulations yeah. of NATO. Like, you got to have control of your borders. Well, Ukraine has very not control of their borders. So yeah. they're not going to be NATO anytime soon unless NATO changes yeah. their rules. But if you drag them into the EU, a lot of members of the EU are also members of NATO, does right. that drag, like, what is, I guess, what is the, like, what requirements do you have to fellow EU states that get right. attacked? Like, do you, I, I know they have, like, these financial obligations. What are their, like, uh, military obligations right. when it I comes to... Right, I imagine similar to what it would have been with NATO. Well, then if members of the EU that are part of NATO get drug into this war, does that drag the U.S. into the war because of NATO connections? Mm -hmm. I This whole thing is just freaking... Well, and, and the other part of that is looking at that, what they were talking about with that, that trade corridor, mm -hmm. it now puts Ukraine at the end of it and Europe at the front of it. Interesting. Yes. So Ukraine to Europe, Belt Road Initiative. Mm -hmm. Africa's got to be in there somewhere. Oh, you know it we got to get Africa involved. Yeah. Got to drag Africa in so we can rape them more of their their resources and stuff. So I I just I think that why does shit keep and, and that that kind of causes me to maybe amend my prediction for World War Three? Yeah, if they're gonna make Ukraine part of the uh, EU. yeah, I, I feel like Putin's gonna be a little perturbed about uh, yeah. that. Yeah, like almost as irked as if they were to join NATO. I would feel that would almost be like one and the same. Like I would think so. They are saying we're part of the West now. We are not part of you. Yeah. Like Russia's like, no, you're part of the. The old yeah. Soviet Union. Well, yeah. You're you're part of us, and they're like, actually, we're part of them now. Yeah. I I feel like that's not going to end well. Yeah. Uh, Derek says EU earmarks fifty billion over three years. U.S. gives them sixty billion in an afternoon. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, that just shows our crazy spending. That just shows our commitment. Yeah. Our commitment to Ukraine. Like we commit so much harder. <laughs> um. Now, how much? kickback does biden get out of that 50 oh, billion euros uh, yeah i'm sure he like gets... you know he he's like a majority owner of ukraine right now <laughs> yeah. the biden family is so yeah. when they get 60 billion if he's 51 percent owner doesn't he get yeah oh, i'm like sure 26 billion dollars yeah. of that I uh, i'm sure so. they'll make him he'll probably become ambassador to ukraine after he leaves the office he's gonna there, there's no way he leaves office alive I, no, I agree with that. But so, I don't know. What What do you think's 
What do you think we should be looking at more, Ukraine or Israel right now? I feel like Israel's a big fucking distraction. I think Israel is, too, because Israel is what's going to get everybody's attention. I think Ukraine is still it's still the money pot. Oh, I mean, it's got to be. Well, they're not, you know, besides him getting a lot of campaign donations from pro-Israel mm-hmm. groups, I don't think Israel's giving a lot of money, no. is, is letting go of a lot of money. Yeah. They're not known for letting go of a lot of money. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not, say, not, not saying anything. Just saying they're just not known for it. But Ukraine, on the other hand, not so tight-fisted on money, I guess. Jeez, I mean, I'm all in at this. At this point, I'm just all in. Might as well. So, yeah, no, I, I feel like Ukraine is still where the 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 primary focus is. Yeah. I mean, that's why 65 million is going to, the, or billion obviously, is going there like it shows the priority. Yeah, when 14, only 14 is going to Israel. 65 is going, or 60 is going, 60% is going to, or 60 billion is going to Ukraine, mm-hmm. 14 billion to Israel. That makes up a total of 74 billion. Where's the other money going? Right. Taiwan. Taiwan or the Mexico border. Remember, yeah. they talked about that. What the fuck's going on in Taiwan? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's the one nobody's talking about. I mean, nobody's talking about it. He was even like very careful not to mention China and Taiwan because he's yeah. like, in that speech, he was like, our uh, adversaries are looking on what happens in Ukraine and Russia right now and seeing how we handle that situation. Our adversaries and our allies are looking on the situation in Israel right now. Didn't mention China, didn't mention Taiwan, not a single time. But yeah. again, there's a lot of people in the know that are like, yeah, there's billions about to go to Taiwan too. Yeah. Like yeah. billions. And again, like I said in the pre-show, I was like, well, let's look up and see what's going on in Taiwan right now. Three pages on all of Google News, in its entirety of the Google News yeah. related to Taiwan. Yeah. Like not just the Taiwan war, just Taiwan in general. You get to page three and it's like, that's all we got. So that's the only yeah. news on Taiwan. Yeah. Never, nothing you. else. And it was all, you know what it was all, like the first two pages was about? And this, this is what's going to pull the West into World War Three. This is what's going to pull America, Americans, like our our American spirit. We're going to be, it's kind of like, this is Pearl Harbor 2023. China is threatening the the, um, supply chain of iPhones. Ooh. Right? We're not going to be able to get our iPhones here very shortly. Wow. Those celebrities are going to write a strongly worded letter. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that is Pearl Harbor 2023. That is worse than 9-11, J6, and Pearl Harbor all put yes. together. The supply chain of iPhones is at stake as we speak. If you Google News Taiwan, that is all you read about is um, China is investigating this Taiwanese um, iPhone guy and is putting... It's threatening iPhones as we know it. Uh, let me see if I can find that one. Foxconn, which is a Taiwan iPhone maker, uh, China is probing them right now, and it's expose it's exposing the supply chain dilemma. <laughs> of all the things that's going to drag an American's perception into yeah. being war focused, yeah. do you think it's 
Israelis getting kind of murked by the Palestinians? Do you think it's Russia attacking Ukraine, or do you think it's we're we're just gonna withhold iPhones from you? Good luck yeah. getting the iPhone 15. <laughs> Bitches. We got like 18 of them. We're, yeah. we're just selling them for like $4 over here. We use them for paperweights. Yes. <laughs> so this says, China's probe of Taiwan iPhone maker exposes supply chain dilemma. In Hong Kong, it says, Taiwan-based iPhone maker Foxconn looks stuck between a rock and a hard place. Chinese media reported Sunday that authorities had carried out a multi- Multiple tax and land use investigations at subsidiaries of $43 billion Apple supplier Hanhei Precision Industries, also known as Foxconn. How do you have Foxconn out of Hanhei Precision Industry? (laughs) Rattling investors and hurting the company's shares. Taiwanese and foreign firms are welcome to expand in China as the probe are just meant to safeguard market order, insisted Global Times, the state-run newspaper that broke the news. But onlookers across Taiwan straight and beyond may feel differently. Taiwanese group Foxconn is China's largest private sector employer with nearly 800,000 staff. Thanks to its contribution to the Chinese economy, which includes creating jobs for tiny little children, uh, the manufacturer (laughs) has for years been enjoying tax breaks and favorable levies on land usage. Misuse of such favors is not completely out of the question. If found guilty, Foxconn could suffer the fate of Taiwan's biggest petrochemical group, Far Eastern Group. Wow, what an original name. that's horrible. Which was fined about $65 million after a similar investigation, which also led to its chairman proclaiming his opposition towards uh, Taiwan's independence in a local newspaper article. The probe could be totally legit, yet coming less than 100 days ahead of Taiwan's presidential election in January... It's difficult to see surprise tax raids on Foxconn as having no geopolitical implications. Founder Terry Gu, who stepped down as company chair in 2019, is campaigning to run as independent candidate on the self-ruling island, which China claims as its own territory. His candidacy may divide the opposition camp, thus favoring the independence-leaning Democratic Progressive Party, which Beijing loathes. So, again, this is, like, the top news in Taiwan right now. Yeah. Not the fact that um, there's been, like, a buildup to massive world war over this tiny little island and its independence and the fight for democracy. It's like, if you look up Taiwan news, two out of the three pages Google will allow you to see is about Foxconn, not, uh, like, the the supply chain of iPhones being in peril right now. Yeah. And, again, it's, it's sad to me, but I feel like this is what... Americans will see as an act of oh, war. Oh, absolutely, they will. Yes. like they will. They'll be like, they, they cut off our iPhones, man. <laughs> they cut off our iPhones. The bastards. And you know what would get the the Gen Zers or what's the new? What's the most recent generation? I I don't know. I don't know. The younger generation yeah. to be pro-war in a heartbeat against China. If in China, I mean, China would be smart to do this. Be like, we're no longer having TikTok in the United States. We're not allowing heartbeat. it. Click. We're flipping it off. Man, those Gen Zers would would shit bricks. Oh fuck yeah! They would be done. They would yeah. be like, "All right, let's go to war now." I don't care. Yeah. I'll go to war. Let's sign me let's up. Br- bring back the draft. Yep. We need our fucking TikTok back. This is our nine eleven. <laughs> uh, Derek says, "Aren't they trying to move Foxcom to India or Vietnam or something?" Probably. Probably to India. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like. They're hiding something about Taiwan yeah. more than just the iPhones. I agree. But I feel like the iPhones would tug at the young people's hearts 
and they'd be like, yeah. let's 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 go fight China now. Yeah, and like let's just fight the whole world for our iPhones. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. It is true. It like, is true. Like yeah. Ukraine didn't suck enough. It started, it almost did. Like, everybody was like, oh, pro-Ukraine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, stuff starts coming out, and people start realizing it's kind of dumb, and a lot of money was getting sent, and then more money was sent, and then they're like, hey, what are you spending that money on? It's like, don't ask questions, man. It's it's Ukraine. Do you want Ukraine to be over? It's, right. it's the Russians. Yeah, it's, like, it's the Russians. Do you need to know more than like, that? It's like, dude, this isn't 1980s anymore. Yeah, no, you right. can't. We don't have Ivan Drago over yeah. there. And so then, uh, like... Uh, what about Israel? We can pull a lot of people into war with the perpetual victims yeah. of Israel. Well, then even like Jewish people over here lost their Jew card because they're like, I don't want to do this war thing. Like yeah. that, they're they're being stupid over there. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, we got more. We got like probably 60, 70, especially millennials and older. It's like, oh, Israel, we got to defend Israel's right to exist. Right. But then you got the gen zers down there it's like who the fuck's israel what's right. the holocaust who cares yeah right that was that was before i was born i didn't see a tiktok video on that yeah. well then they're like well china is cutting off your iphones mm -hmm. and possibly tiktok and then we got them all yeah. we got all the generations lined up we yeah. got the boomers that were that knew the soviet union they're like fuck russia right. we've got the at the millennials and up that learned about the holocaust and we're groomed to be like, well, we got to support Israel because of the Holocaust. And, and then, you, and then Gen Xers are just like, we don't care. Gen <laughs> I got more important things Who? to worry about. Come on. Who? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what generation you're talking about. Forgot about them. Um, as many do. <laughs> Derek, that was the joke. Derek says, oh, my God, iPhone users would go to war with an entire country before switching to Android. It's true. It is so freaking true. It's just like, guys, iPhones, are uh, we can't get them anymore. Um, you're going to have to switch over to Android. It's like, screw this. Yeah. I am now pro-gun. I am now pro-war. I'm pro-genocide. I don't freaking care. Kill all the Chinese babies. Yeah. I don't care. Give me my freaking iPhone. They they take from their their black nail polish and they put like stripes across their face. For <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, freedom, <laughs> <laughs> democracy, <laughs> democracy is in peril. <laughs> so all this, yeah. all this disaster that we just discussed in the last two hours and some odd minutes. How close now do you think we are? You still say twenty percent? No, I'm, 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 man, I'm, I'm gonna lean more towards like fifty-five percent now. 50, wow, that yeah. jumped significantly. Yeah, yeah. Was it the iPhones? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was man. definitely the iPhones. That's my line in the sand. You're like, <laughs> we're, we're on the brink of World War Three right now. It's like, yeah, Ukraine. You know, I, I, I think move, move, the move to try to get uh, Ukraine into the European Union is going to be. And then that freaking initiative thing. Well, you that, were yeah. About. I mean, because I, I really feel like that that's like the focus of trying to capture that area and trying to stabilize. But then, I mean, because they got Saudi Arabia in there, you got the um, United Arab Emirates. And then I feel like they're using Israel to try to, you know, kind of get a hold of that area israel's brokering it all well and well yeah but but then you look at all the conflicts going on in africa right 
Derek says they can take out our TikTok, but they'll never take our iPhones. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of conflicts going on in Africa right now, so I feel like they're trying to destabilize that area for chi- against China. Oh, yeah. So it's a huge, like... I feel like it's a huge. Well, like, we had said that about Afghanistan when we yeah. pulled out of Afghanistan. They, we knew the Belt Road Initiative was coming through. Yeah. We weren't going to stop it, so let's just screw up it. Yeah, uh, we already screwed it up bad enough. Yeah. Well, let's make it more unstable yeah. so China has that much. Yeah. That I mean, much we had more the, the you know space race you know in the '60s that got us nowhere. But, Literally nowhere. Yeah, but now I feel like there's some kind of huge competition right now to try to take over that that area for trade, right. and uh, and I think it it could push us into World War Three. It it will it yeah. will push us into World War Three unless both sides come together and form. That's not going to happen. One giant like when the Eastern Railroad yeah. combined with the Western Railroad. What if the Belt Road Initiative combines with the Biden Road Initiative and they join forces? This it's never going to happen. One giant road initiative. <laughs> yes. Um, so, last question. This is kind of off topic. Does this end Biden? No. No. You don't think so? Like, the left left is yeah. so against this, except Hollywood left. Right. But the normie left yeah. is so against Israel's attack on, or retribution, I guess, against Gaza right now. Yeah. Even Obama came out and said, no. You're doing this wrong. We we need to cease fire now. Obama, like yeah. the puppet master, right. like Biden is saying things that Obama's not saying. Like yeah. he's off the the Obama script. Yeah. And if Obama's against him, I feel like uh, Obama could try to end him. Yeah. This could be like, Joe's way off the roads. This could be his. Like, let's throw him into this war. If if we succeed, we make a lot of money. If we don't ex- succeed. It's all on Biden, and then we don't have to run him right. again. Yeah. Or why don't we just send him to Israel too? We yeah. tried sending him to Ukraine, and that didn't. Nothing happened but, there. But Let's look who. But Biden is gonna. He's gonna pick up. You know the conservatives. Oh yeah. You know he may lose some of the lefties, but he's gonna pick up righties. But how do you like? What do you run on then? I don't Which, know. I mean, how how lucrative are is bomb making? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think Trump loses his fan base because Trump's like going against this whole? Because he's he could more. Yeah. He's always been like peace in the Middle East, even though he's like, I'm making Jerusalem Israel now. Even though you guys say it's yours, I'm I'm from America and I'm Donald Trump and I say that's Israel now, right yeah. now. But he's all about peace in the Middle East somehow. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I feel like he's gonna lose a lot of the. I, I think so too. But he can't be anti-Israel. Look at no. his freaking son-in-law. Right. Yeah. Look well, at all the people he bumps shoulders with. I was gonna say, if anybody's on the board in, of a company in Israel, it's Jared Kushner. Uh, many of the boards in Israel, I'm yeah. sure. It's his birthright. Right. Um, he hasn't lost a Jew card yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it. it Some guy said we're fifty percent. His name is Ray Dallo. Says. We are now 50% at a 50% chance of world war due to this Israel conflict. And he said uh, a year ago it was 35%. So we jumped from 35 to 50%. Even during the Ukraine-Russia conflict, we were just at 35%. But this has jumped us up to 50%. So that's where we're sitting. And again, support for Ukraine was waning. I mean, the Republicans were trying to find a way out of there. You know, they didn't want to keep funding it. 
And this whole Israel thing comes up, and now Joe's packaging all, it all together because, you know, war comes better in pairs. Oh, uh, yeah. Four, you know? Threes, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I feel if World War Three kicks off, China's going to end up owning Russia, like all of Russia. It's just going to be oh, yeah. Russia-China. It's going to be, yeah. like, Russia's not going to have the money to go into a world no. war. Yeah. China's going to bankroll them, and then they're going to come back. They're going to yeah. call back their chits, which is all of Russia. Right. Which the United States and we, we were saying, was it Poland that was doing that in Ukraine? It's yes. just like pretty much giving people money for their land and just yeah. kind of like quietly just like acquiring Ukrainian land yeah. while Russia is like everybody's focused on Russia and Poland's like, oh, no, we're just going to buy it. Yeah. We don't, yeah. Screw the war. We're just going to yeah. buy it from these these people that are we're like, yeah, come over here. We got we got. A lot of well, nice stuff for you. You can live in a nice apartment, and yeah. you just got to give us your land. Right, yeah. And maybe, you know, fight for us if we ask you to. Nobody, none of the powers that be that would pull us into world war, including the United States, give two shits about the people that are involved. Oh, they just no. want, they're looking at the end game. It's like, yeah. well, if we do go to World War Three, what do we get out of it at the end? It's yeah. kind of like what happened when they split everything up after World War II. And mm -hmm. the United States like, we're going to go over there. We're going to make sure we come out on top of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make sure we get us a good deal, guys. Yeah. And yeah. that's uh, what I feel. Everybody that going into this is like, well, first we're going to bankroll off a of war, especially like Lockheed Martin, um, Boeing, all of those contract raytheon all of them oh yeah but then after it's just like now now what do we get for this mm -hmm. like the the initiative be the trade initiative or whatever yeah. or trading rights or mineral freaking mining rights or, right. or whatever oil yeah deals or whatever i'd be curious to see what the the council on foreign affairs is saying about all this stuff because it, they question. usually have a, a good inside track of how you know legislation is going to go that's because they pretty oh, well, much. Well, I know they 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 pay for it. They they <laughs> they write. Yeah. Our foreign policy. Yeah. Like Joe, um, there are some good mineral deposits in Ukraine. Uh, we're gonna need those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I got for this. Yeah. World War Three is probably on its way. Yeah. Hopefully not, but if it is, it's gonna be a shit show. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about it as long as we sleeper can. Sleeper cells. You think sleeper cells? I don't think sleeper cells no. exist. Yeah. I don't think they existed when ISIS was a thing. I remember yeah. <clears throat> I remember during the whole ISIS thing. Like I was really like actually paranoid about like ISIS sleeper cells like rising up and here in the United States yeah. and like I mean that's th that was what like 2014 somewhere yeah. in there. It was right when I got out of the military, so I was still sure. I was still brainwashed in that that yeah. aspect. Never saw an ISIS sleeper cell. No matter how many times they warned us yeah. that this is going to happen, ISIS is just going to pop up, and they're just going to like raid your homes and shit, yeah. and it just didn't happen. Yeah. So I, I feel like sleeper cells is just— Because, they, I mean, they talked about sleeper cells for the white supremacists. How many right. white supremacist sleeper cells have popped up since J6 right. happened? Right. Not too many. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I just feel like that's all— uh, Fear hey, porn. Fear porn is just yeah. like, well, if we don't fight Hamas over there— they're going to pop up over here. Right. Well, like, who was it that the, the Israeli guy that was just like, it's not just war against us. If we don't fight them, they're going to be at your doorstep. Right. I mean, he literally said, yeah, they're, they're going to just pop up in your neighborhood someday. Yeah. And you're going to wish that you had backed us yeah. in this in this fight against Hamas. If World War Three breaks out, do we see conflict on American soil? 
Uh, I think some shit might get fired our direction. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I feel like China, if anybody, China would just like go through Alaska, like follow their balloon routes that they mapped out and <laughs> come down through Canada and yeah. swarms, just swarms of Chinese people. It's like they're not all they're not all going to freeze to death. <laughs> There's so many of them. At least some will make it. <laughs> That's a big if. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think if anybody sends, it would be China. Russia might shoot some shit our way. Yeah. Uh, do you think nuclear war happens if World War Three breaks out? I don't. I don't. I mean, that would blow up all their good. I was gonna road say, land. yeah, it's like you got all the. I mean, nobody wants to destroy natural resources. It's true. I mean, they might shoot shit at desolate yeah. places just to say somebody yeah. shot and something. I, I'm willing to give up Oregon, Washington, California. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> New York City, yeah, just right. the city. Chicago. Can we just get rid of the city? Yeah. Um. Do you think there'll be false flag, nuclear false flags? Like, hey, let's just cut that the power. Cut yeah. the power off and be like, oh, there's a nuclear blast over yeah. there. You didn't see that? Or right. the EMP pulse or something. I, I, There'll be a lot of false yeah. flags. There uh, anthrax scares, that that type of thing. But it's right. going to be like COVID scares right. or something crazy. Obviously, yeah. China's going to bring their COVID over and oh, fight yeah. us with that. Oh, yeah. They're going to come over coughing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have nothing else for this. Yeah. What do y'all think? Are we on the brink of World War Three? Uh, what What's your date? Yeah. What was your date? Well, I I I, I might move mine up. I was thinking twenty twenty six, but shit, man, I might I'll, I might go like November 9th, since that's the day after. <laughs> I, I I would go. I think Derek said August twenty twenty four. That's a good That's a good date. I can't take his. <laughs> Uh, I'll go October. I'll say one year from now. One year from now, you think it'll take that long for us to build up to war? I do. I don't know. I we move slow. That's true. It, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on it because right now it doesn't look like like everybody's just kind of on edge. Yeah. But we get on edge and nobody pulls the trigger. Right. Got to keep an eye on it. It could go as re- as early as December. I think. That's pretty quick. Uh, it could yeah. if if the trigger happy people pull the trigger. Yeah, it could. Um, I think a lot of it. I'd say probably next spring. Yeah, would be a good time. I, I, I could say because October. I yeah. mean, you're getting back into winter. Months That's true. Again. Nobody wants to go through Alaska in the winter. I'm gonna say April of 2024. Okay. Uh, Russia. Derek says Russia launches a nuke at Israel, but it hits Gaza. They claim that was their target the whole time. <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. Right. I don't know. This whole thing is stupid. It is. I mean, think about how easy it would be to de-escalate Ukraine, right? Right. Just be like, like hey. okay, guys, we're gonna back off. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean an offense. Yeah. It, uh, just be like, you know what? This is a family matter. We're just yeah. gonna see yeah. our way out. Yeah. It's like right. when you when you go to somebody's house and the couple starts like bitch awkward fighting, dinner like that weird, conversation, yeah, and then they start yelling and at each no other. No, Susan. <laughs> and so you're like, you know, I'm just gonna no, you sit out. I'm just. I'm just going to go. Yeah, right. That's how this should be. Yeah. Like, this is a family affair. Yeah. Leave it in the family. Exactly. Now, if genocide starts actually happening, yeah, that's, that's a different story. That's different. Even then, I... But but the whole reason why, you know, he even started up is because we started moving in on him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, Israel and Palestine... That That's different. That's long... We started that. Like, we oh, yeah, helped start that family yeah. affair. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We, like... 
it's like we found this hot chick to send into the family to like seduce the husband. Yeah. And then they got in this like three way bitch fight and yeah. we're like, I don't know why they're fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's kind of the Israel Palestine yeah. thing. Um yes, that started that that predates long before the US was ever even a thought. Yeah. Predates even Roman freaking democracy times. Yeah. But still, we, the West kind of screwed that up, too. It's just yeah. like, you know what? You're right. D- you should be there, not them. Yeah. And so right. you guys go there. Yeah. God and, did promise that to you. <laughs> yes. Um. So I don't know. I, I still don't think we should be backing no. them in genocide by no. any stretch. No. I don't think we should back anybody's genocide, no matter say, how much yeah. their right to I, exist yeah. is. I don't think we'd be giving anybody money. No. No. No money. Yeah. Just keep. I'll keep my own money. Yeah. You can keep yours. If you don't have the money to finance your own war, don't start shit. Exactly. That's what I gotta say to I that. Agree. That's all. That's my wisdom for <laughs> for tonight's show. We gotta get out of here. Make sure you check us out all over social media. Make sure you post your your date for the poll. Um, maybe there'll be prizes yeah. involved. We'll have to come up with a prize. Yeah. We'll make a T-shirt. Uh, yeah. I, I predicted World War Three and all I got with this shitty T-shirt. <laughs> we will, we will send you a T-shirt that says "I predicted World War Three with the date that you predicted. Yes, if you win, and it's got you got it. Should we say the exact date or just the month? Because what if a lot of people guess the same month? I I, I guess if they guess the same month, maybe we'll have to narrow it oh, down. Maybe we'll just send out multiple T-shirts. Yeah, there you go. We will send you a T-shirt that says, I predicted World War Three," and then the month and year that you predicted. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be like, like you got to comment. You got to yeah, you got to leave. Yeah. We gotta There's got to be some physical be like, well, proof. I, that's what I thought. Yes, exactly. So get in on the action. Um, stakes are high. Yes. Uh, because that might be the last good thing you receive <laughs> when this whole shit yes. show kicks off. We got to get out of here. You can find us all over social medias at our handle at Break the Bell Pod. You can right now still access our website <laughs> at BreakTheBellPod.com, I think. Um, still haven't touched that. Wedding season's over, so I have yeah. more time to put into stuff like that. So make sure you show up next week because I'm pretty sure we will be here next Monday night yes. at uh, what time do we do Mondays? 7 p.m. Central yes. Standard Time. Uh, if you are listening in podcast land, in the future, if I posted this to the podcast platforms, uh, make sure you come hang out for a live stream yeah. because they're fun. They're fun. They we had we had a good good amount of participation it tonight. Yeah, so it was enjoyable. People people want to participate in World War Three. Yeah. So and we can't do Tuesday night because it's Halloween. That's that's true too. So. Um, happy almost Halloween. We will catch you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Don't start a war without us. No. Um, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.